CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I still got fine? <laughs> like, what? I'm supposed to just let him grab me? Oh, look at this. Oh, okay. This is some fuck game. But there are times whenever our egos get the best of us. But at the same time, the sport only works with egos. AMA. Man, they're really, they're really jacking up my 401k. I still believe my better days are ahead of me, but I also understand how gnarly it is right now. There's not a day that went by that I woke up with the purpose of not trying to be better at what I do. Like, it's crazy at this point in my life, one of my favorite things to do is literally go to the track and grind. And I would have never thought I'd have been that person, but I like to do, like I said, like I work hard, play harder. So I like to have a good time, but at the same time, I'd be putting in the work too. What's up, Gypsy Gang? My guest today is none other than El Hombre, Jason Anderson. After a wild night of racing in San Diego, Ando dropped into the studio to give his take on the topic on everyone's lips over this past week. Uh, That was just the tip of the iceberg, though, as we went deep into the mind of one of the most popular but quiet riders in the sport. Ando likes to keep a super tight circle and isn't ever hungry for the spotlight, but when he does talk, people do listen. On this episode of the podcast, we talk about his position in the sport, how he thinks it needs to change, moving away from the quote-unquote scene, how riders need to flex more, the realities of getting older in the sport, and how having a family changes your mentality. Like I said, Ando doesn't do a lot of these, and in reality, he doesn't have to. So I appreciate the fact that he gives me the time and he's as open as he is when he does these. And hopefully by this point, you know the style of show that we bring you here at Gypsy Tales, but this is just a reminder. You aren't about to listen to an interview. You're about to listen to two friends just talking shop. So my goal with every one of these shows is to make sure that we both have fun. And this was an extremely enjoyable conversation. I hope you enjoy it too. Taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should at least be simple. That's why for the last few years, I've been drinking AG1 every day, no exceptions. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day, and it makes me feel energized and focused. That's because each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics and more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that is also powerfully simple. Since having AG1 as a part of my daily routine, I can really feel and tell the difference in my overall body health. Working a job where you're always on the go or traveling can be hard to keep up with a habit like this, but AG1 makes it easy through their travel packs. 
If you aren't at home or you're even just running late and can't mix your AG1, all you have to do is grab a travel pack. In each, you'll find an additional serving of AG1 that's easy to mix on the go, helping ensure I get my daily nutrients no matter what. There is one product I recommend to all my friends and my family and of course the Gypsy Gang to help elevate their health. It's AG1 and that's why we have been partnered with them for so long. So if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash gypsytales. That's drinkag1.com slash gypsytales. Check it out. We are also brought to you by the team at motorsport.com. And late last year, I challenged Brian Deegan to a two-stroke build and I am balls deep in said build. It was a bit of a silly call out on my behalf as I'm currently living out of Airbnbs with no real workshop to work out of. But luckily for me, motorsport.com is a one-stop shop for everything related to the build. I've just gone ham on the website, picking all the tools I need to make this build happen. And not just for basic stuff either. I'm talking specialty tools from companies like Motion Pro. And I can tell you right now that I regret not pulling the trigger on proper tools earlier. Head to motorsport.com to scope out everything you could ever need for your next two-wheeled adventure or build or just that daily run-of-the-mill maintenance that you need to get done. Crazy good deals on shipping, super fast shipping all throughout the US. You cannot go wrong at motorsport.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Fist Handwear. Now, I've been wearing one glove brand for over 10 years and I don't see myself switching anytime soon. Fist main product is their glove, which means all of their R&D and team rider feedback goes into sculpting the nicest pair of gloves that money can buy. I personally run the Stocker if it's a little bit cooler and the Breezer in the summer and I can say that they are the most reliable and comfortable gloves on the market. You can try a pair for yourself for 15% off by using the code gypsygang at fisthandwear.com. That is gypsygang at fisthandwear.com. Now, a special shout out to some of our Australian sponsors. If you're looking for a new or used car, then you need to head to tropicalauto.com.au and ask for our boy Kyle because he will get you dialed. And for all of your dirt bike parts and accessories needs down under, head to the one store that we have been using for years and years and years, and that is mxstore.com.au. Uh, if you get your order in before 2 p.m. on a weekday, it gets shipped out that same day, um, and they have amazing deals and an amazing range. Now, before we go, I just need to give a bit of a last call out for entries to the Gypsy 500. And honestly, I haven't spoke to the boys in a few days, so it might be too late. We're almost sold out for this event and it is shaping up to be an absolute blast. We're down to the last 20 teams. So make sure you get your entry in to join us March 9th at Mesquite, Nevada for 500 minutes of moto epicness. The Mesquite track is one of the best on the West Coast and this unique track will be half moto, half endurance enduro and it's the perfect weekend to enjoy racing your dirt bike with your mates to enter head to verbmoto.com slash gypsy 500 and keep a special eye out if you're on the east coast because we will be announcing the date very soon for the gypsy 500 east coast all right that's it from me um i hope you guys enjoy this episode with ando like i said he doesn't do these often he doesn't have to do these so i really appreciate it um and yeah this is just uh this is just a couple homies kicking it for a couple hours having a chat 
about the sport that they love. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, I'm out. You good? Yep. Thank you, bro. Good to see yep. you, eh? I'll see you. Later. I'll see you tomorrow. Yep. Um, where should we start? Should we start at San Diego Fight Night and just get get that off the ta- get that off the table before we go too deep into this thing? Uh, yeah, we could we could start there or just wherever. You know, I honestly, I guess we're recording right now. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, pull just pull up a tiny bit closer. I'm gonna pull it this way. Yeah, so I can lean back. Are we good right there? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fuck. To be honest, when I messaged you, I was literally like heated, and I was like, I just wanted to talk shit. Yeah. yeah. But that now, like, I'm like, fuck. It's like I didn't want it to be as big as it was. Yeah. Realistically, because I fucking hate attention like that. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, fuck this, you yeah. know. So we can start wherever you want. Yeah. Well, I just think i yeah like i said to you in the text too Mm -hmm. so even my wife was like oh you sure you want to do it and the whole time like i kind of figured that you were heated and in the moment and Mm -hmm. like i said to you on the text i'm like you're my friend he's my friend i've seen friends fight before and yeah people get over it and it's you know like there's a lot of shit that goes on in the moment and uh i know you guys are both cool so it's like i feel like it goes away fairly quickly you know yeah, I mean, to be honest, like just how it is, you know, I feel like you, um, especially me, dude, I'm 30 years old. You know how many of these things I've been through? <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's yeah. not like it's not like I'm like, I'm not. It's not my first one. Yeah. You know, yeah. second thing is I feel like as I get older, I kind of understand that like even guys that are mad at me or I'm mad at them, I feel like everyone's valid because they actually feel that emotion towards someone. Yeah. So, like, you know, shit happens. I understand, like, his position where he's at. Because, dude, the dude has so much pressure on him to be fucking amazing. Yeah. You know? Like, and if he fails at all, the whole world comes down on him. You know? And I've been the same way where I've won a Supercross championship and then really didn't do shit for three years. So, it's it's a... it's the tough side of our sport and it's a position you want to be in. Yeah. Like as much as it's a tough thing, it's a position you want to be in because you'd be cashing checks in that position, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. It's crazy right now because I feel like even talking, I was at the dealer thing in Phoenix and, and I was just talking to MC and he was like, he was like, dude, if social media was during our day, it would have been crazy. Oh man. Imagine. You know? And that's just how it is. And the problem is, is we can get heated now and go on there and just blow, blow up, you know? And then you have obviously like everyone, you know, opinions and everything like that, but it's just, it's crazy at the end of the day shit will buff yeah yeah and i i don't know if you saw but like so i'll, I'll just give you my yeah. take like you don't mm-hmm. have, you don't have to say too much then yeah yeah i'll give you my take i was fine with all of it yeah. i mean i maybe it's just because i'm australian but what i saw was a super passionate kid mm-hmm. that was fully in the moment and forgot that he was in a stadium with thirty thousand people watching him and on live tv and he just mm-hmm. He wants it so bad that in the moment he does some shit that he wouldn't do in any other circumstance. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And then the management 
advisors, team, like then you got 20 people telling you like the right thing to do. And so I heard that he wanted to just see you at press day and like talk to you. So like, and then people were saying call and then every, and then he's like, well, I just want to see him face to face. So like there's so many ways that messages can get mm-hmm. crossed. You know what I mean? But I commented on your post, the first one. Mm-hmm. of the video and i was like i'm glad you guys threw down and i'm i'm glad you'll make up mm-hmm. you know and i just think that that's two dudes that are super passionate like and i think it's funny he couldn't have picked a better worse person to do it to you know because <laughs> yeah. it's like and and i thought about it as well i was like man this is so ando's wheelhouse mm-hmm. but you can't you can't instigate this shit because you're on a thin thin leash with the ama like they'll come down on you for whatever mm-hmm. they could and then to me i'm like ando just gets an opportunity to kind of like run his shit like this is who he like he likes this stuff like this is this is what he does and you're gonna make this into a a good situation like if you look at supercross as a contact sport and you're in the fight game you're selling the fight the ratings at A2 are going to be fucking crazy, dude, you know? So, at the end of the day, I was like, I'm fine with all this. Like, he's passionate, got heated, and I put him in his place pretty pretty fucking significantly. And if it's boxing, I'm calling that a 10-9 round to Anderson. <laughs> and I think that that's pretty much where it stays between you guys, you know? Yeah, and yeah, the whole thing that happened on the track, dude, I really didn't care. As soon as I left that stadium, I was heated for like five seconds, and I really didn't give a shit. Yeah. I didn't give one sh- at all. The The issue that I had is just all of his whole team kept coming up, and it really felt like the one thing I feel is like people play fake very nice, very, mm. very much in our sport in the sense of like you can't make enemies to win a championship. And I'm like, so be fake. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and then it, it's tough because like, I understand you got to play the game. You know, it's, it's just how it is. But what really made me frustrated is it felt super insincere that everyone but him came up to me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I was honestly, it, they would have been better off not coming up to me. Yeah, they would have been all. better off yeah. just like leaving it till next weekend and not say anything Yeah, because I would have not even done anything, you know, but it just it just felt very insincere you know and then even after you know his post and the call and everything like that from his team team you know what i'm saying um i like okay we all have instagram and we all scope stuff out and we all know who follows us and we all know when they don't follow us you know what i'm saying and at i understand you know you got danger boy deegan you got jet you got chase they're a younger generation where there are certain things that are cool yeah and what's cool only following zero people following like a hundred people you know so i understand it but i knew out of those people that he followed it was it was i was one of them so whenever i get his apology on the thing and then i see he doesn't follow me i'm like bro i scoped it last week you know like i'm not i'm like all right Uh, so it's totally insincere that's how it felt towards me you know and then i'm at phoenix at a kawasaki dealer show and i'm just i'm scoping this out on the elliptical dude i'm just like just doing my base little elliptical like you know working working off the dad bod (laughs) yeah 
So, and then I see that and I'm just triggered. I'm triggered. And then I posted what I posted. And then like two minutes later, I'm like, fuck. Then you can't delete it. I can't delete it, dude. It's just like, it's out there, you know? (laughs) Like I didn't necessarily want to post it. I was upset. Get back to the hotel room. I tell Kenzie, I'm like, fuck, I I went off, (laughs) you know? (laughs) (laughs) I snapped. Yeah. But to be honest, I, I, I feel like it felt like they almost like, his thing was whatever and then it almost felt like i felt disrespected yeah and i just got instigated you know yeah. but it is what it is you know now it's whatever i was now i gotta text lucas i gotta be like hey did you send that check to the ama <laughs> text back one for yes and text two for no exactly so i don't know i like i said Luckily, we live in a world where people's attention span is like one Born. one day. Yeah. So, um, whatever he's getting, he's um, he's gonna be a race winner, and he's gonna win races, and he can change people's opinion. And that's a cool thing about us as humans is if you are consistent enough, whatever people's opinions were about him or whatever, it'll buff. Yeah. You know, and and. People are going to forget about it in two weeks. As soon as he hits the top step of the podium, they're going to be like prodigy, yeah. you know? But at the same time, I'm getting old and I don't want to get out of here, you know? So I'm trying to do the same thing. Yeah. And I mean, you were doing the thing that you were paid to do mm-hmm. on the track. Yeah. And he was doing the thing that he was paid to do. Yeah. And it's like, I just, I think that I would or. <laughs> I'd be mad, like, let's say I'm in that camp mm-hmm. and Jet has that night where, like, he rode great. He came from damn near last to get fourth on the night. It's like, that's a great that's a great ride, right? Mm-hmm. And he's pissed. Like, getting fourth to him sucks. Yeah. So, if you're in his team, if you're Lars, if you're Dazzy, and you see Jet get fourth and ride back and be pumped and want to spray champagne, like, that's a almost a red flag. If you're... The kid that everyone's saying that you are you know so it's like i get that and and that was the thing that i took i'm like <laughs> i laughed because mm-hmm. it, i felt like you kind of got the better of the exchange at the end but then mm-hmm. i was also pumped i'm like there's the young dude the young calf that's the, trying to take it to the old bull and like yeah. that's kind of the role that you're supposed to be in and as mm-hmm. the as the veteran of the sport you're you're a supercross champion mm-hmm. you're supposed to be the guy that says hey bro no, not happening. You ain't getting no fucking free passes. You ain't getting nothing free off me. I'm still here. I'm trying to win this shit as mm-hmm. well. You know, so it's like you you guys kind of both played the roles that you're supposed to play, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a huge learning lesson for him, dude. And, Matt, and it's one of the things I said to, I spoke to Myrtle and I was like, man, this ain't your first, this ain't your last storm. This mm-hmm. might be your first storm in the 450 class, but it ain't your last. And I think, probably the disappointing thing at least this was the thing that i was disappointed about was seeing some of the comments and like the way that people were piling on and that said to me that it wasn't this issue it was people were kind of waiting for him to stumble to pile on you know what i mean like it's almost like it's been brewing and dude no one wants to see the young good looking cute australian boy Mm -hmm. come in and just fucking murder their heroes Mm -hmm. and like that's what happened at a1 and people aren't just going to be stoked on that happen to ricky happen to chad happen to james Mm -hmm. just i think it's part of the process i also think that there's there's a way you go about it and i think in our industry there's 
thing that result it only results are only thing that matters but i think there's a sense of our culture and stuff mm. like that to where there's a little bit of etiquette i think there should be gatekeepers you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. a, it's the same it goes with like skating it goes with all these industries for if sure. you're corny we don't care if you're good, you know, we don't care if you can do everything, you know, I, I feel like there's, there's, um, a part of it that is like very, very manufactured that, but at the same time, you make the big money if you're pretty manufactured and you're doing that, you know, like look at Sean White. Yeah. You know, Scotty James. Yeah. They're very, they're very much so different in, in, compared to the culture the core you know come from the streets kind of vibe exactly exactly so i think um that is going to ruffle some feathers but even if you are that and you're coming in keeping it real with everyone is always going to get you somewhere Mm. you know and sometimes i think the message from that side feels a little um obviously powerhouse obviously um it's just a little bit different. You mm. know what I'm saying? So I think as far as that goes, it's it's um people are waiting for it. Mm. They're waiting for a reason to to not not like him. Mm. You know? So it's just tough. You know, they're in a situation that is just it, they have the microscope on them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just how it is. And it's it's a unique position to be in like mm-hmm. <laughs> no one no one in the sport has dealt with what those two are bringing to the table too you know and it's like and they're they are trying to elevate the sport and it's like we all want to do that in our Mm -hmm. own way and like you've done it in your own way like you've got a super unique fan base you've bought with you Mm -hmm. your own vibe your own energy and it hit and i would say that it grew the sport in the way that you can you know what i mean and like so everyone's kind of got their their thing that they like Mm -hmm. chase for example you know like he's got his identity so you'd say like Mm -hmm. eli's got his thing and those guys have come in and they've said like we we really would like to be a group that grows the sport and it's like they're doing stuff that hasn't been done and just not going to get it right every time yeah yeah well the thing is is the honestly i think controversy sells you know for sure it does dude and i think that's something that um is <laughs> kind of not understood in, in our line you know um not ne- saying that you just have to go around being a dickhead you know but um this stuff isn't necessarily bad i i completely agree um the second thing is i i feel like the when it comes to our sport they're taking on a role that they're like bring on everything we can take on everything as far as media yeah, yeah. all this the stuff fans own stuff like yeah the match stuff mm-hmm. yeah so they're taking on a lot and at some point there's got to be a piece of the puzzle that's going to crack you know what i'm saying because you can't just go win 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 and be doing all that stuff he's done it so far for the most part you know um but like even for me like my the way i go about it is like I don't think I necessarily like being in the spotlight, Mm. but I do feel like I have some sort of, I guess you could say, way I go about my life that is different than most. And I think it's kind of, yeah, I guess you could say my fan base kind of appreciates that the way, the way I, I guess the way I roll, you know, it's not necessarily that I'm speaking to people or anything like that, because if I'm being honest, I don't really speak to very many people, you (laughs) know? (laughs) Um, it's, and that, and that's just, that's just how I do it, yeah. you know? 
So uh, the way they're doing it is something that I couldn't handle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there is parallels, though, between you and Jet. And you're probably a good person to almost speak on the position that he's in, in a way, because you're a 250 champ. Mm-hmm. You came into the 450 class, established motherfuckers mm-hmm. when you were that young dude trying to fight for your spot mm-hmm. you know so I, I feel like you actually can resonate with him a bit in that situation too different external stuff that comes along mm-hmm. with what like your path but very similar in terms of the situation right yeah i would just say the difference is, is like my path i came in i'm like i was never top dog i never came into a supercross season where it's like he's gonna win or anything like that and i I feel like I kind of manufactured that myself because I didn't really care to have that. I love my lifestyle. Mm. And my lifestyle is I race dirt bikes. I feel like I could win races. And I feel being able to be like a badass and then go live my low-key life doing whatever I want, which is, you know, whatever it may be. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have to to deal with a lot of stuff you know and i'd rather that's that's the way i like it yeah you know but at the same time i still want to win races and i still want to be good but they bring it on in a sense to where they're like they want it you know they want the spotlight because it makes money yeah you know yeah and that's at the end of the day that's that's what it is none of us would really i love racing dirt bikes you know, I truly do. I mean, right now I don't have to continue. I don't have to do anything, you know, but I truly love racing dirt bikes, but I wouldn't be doing it if I wasn't making any money doing it, you know? <laughs> so at the end, yeah. all be all is making that bread. Yeah. You yeah. know, and they're doing a good job at it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's just a lot. There's a lot going on. There's mm-hmm. a lot to deal with. They're doing a lot, dealing with a lot of stuff mm-hmm. for the first time. And you just, you're not going to get every situation right. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, Saturday night was just one of those situations that they dude, didn't they'll, get right. Well, they'll look back on it and it'll be so funny. Oh, dude. And it'll be, <laughs> it's going to be funny to both of you guys. Like at some point. The thing is, I kind of It's already, already funny to you. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, the thing is, is, I've been through situations where people will be hating on me, but like now. Nah, I, like you said, Jet was upset, this and that. Dude, even when I was winning my championship or I was in super high-pressure situations, most of the time, give me five minutes, I don't care. Yeah. You know? So, like, like, me, in a sense, like, I don't care that night. Obviously, when I show up to the test track that week, I'm, like, trying to problem-solve. But in the grand scheme of things, I think there's just different personalities yeah. in it. So, it's uh, it's funny to me already. Yeah. That's basically what it is. Yeah, and I, I, when I read it that day, I fully was just like, "Damn, Ando's doing a good job of selling A 2 Yeah, <laughs> like this is act like yeah. this is some, this is some fight game shit I in mean, a sense. Feld, you know? Feld's pockets are pretty tight. They ain't giving us a cut. Nah, but I mean, you still you're getting the people in the stands. You're getting people to you know pick picking a side in a sense. But yeah. I think, I mean, I right, dude, I think if we added up all of the comments like i probably am up there in with everybody Mm -hmm. in terms of people commenting on things that you put out into the world Mm -hmm. and the the thing that you have to accept is that it's just not real yeah you know fans can switch and fuck jet lawrence jet lawrence is the man like Mm -hmm. it's just it's so like ebb and flow and back and forth and it's just Mm -hmm. that has to be at least for me it has to be a part of my life that stays 
super separate from my feelings. Yeah. And it's, I think that's the, a massive lesson to take out of it. But, Going through something like that for the first time is mm-hmm. like, hey, just chill. Like, don't, don't get your feelings into like the comments because yeah. they come, they go. Mm-hmm. And they're not real if you don't read them. Yeah. And, and another thing too is as crazy as it sounds, like I say, I take it lightly and I say it's, it's fun. When we line up, that shit's still in our heads. You know what I'm saying? So it is a real thing, but in reality, our lives, it's funny. Yeah. You know, and I hope, hopefully, homeboy isn't taking it like too personal in his life to where he's letting it mess up his day. Cause I know it's not messing up my day, you know, even when I've been on the bad side of it. But when you line up, you be if you see him in front of you, you'd be digging a little harder, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or you see him behind me, I'm like, <laughs> I seen your reaction last weekend when I didn't let you by. Like <laughs> this cow, we just got three feet wider. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, biggest L for me though in the whole situation was Austin Faulkner. Oh, worst com- I- worst comment I've ever seen on a social media post. Yeah. Massive L. He took the biggest L in the whole situation. I know. I'd... That was the hardest part for me was some of the comments. I was just like, boys, fuck. You cooked it. You fully cooked it. This this post has like 85,000 mm-hmm. likes. Everyone in the industry is talking about it. And fuck, you cooked it. The The hard part is, is you have to understand what people are thinking. You know what I'm saying? And when you write something, you got to understand how they're going to react to it. And I don't think some people know how to do that. You know? <laughs> not, But but, it, homie really felt valid and passionate. So, like, I feel bad that he did get cooked over it. But that's the hard part is you have to be almost aware enough to know what you're doing. Mm. You know? Um, which, phew, it didn't go very well. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, it's a thing you have to learn over time. You know, like mm-hmm. I feel like I've been exposed to those lessons and I've said some fucking dumb ass shit. Like, mm-hmm. and you just have to realize that when you got a platform and a lot of people listen or mm-hmm. you're in a stadium with 35,000 people, like there's just a way yep. that you have to, there's a box you have to try and stay within. And if you step outside that box, it's like the floor is lava. <laughs> See, like, even for me, like, obviously there's a box that we have to stay in, which is, like we represent companies, you know? So we're representing, I'm representing Kawasaki, a very conservative company, let the good times roll, family oriented. There's a part of me that knows I would be bigger and would have more freedom being able to do what I want and say what I want, but it doesn't really pertain to a lot of brands that I support or that support me in what this dream that I'm keeping alive. So that's the hard part for me personally, because the person that I am is a, is a little bit past that. I'm not saying like party. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying like my humor, Yeah, you know, more so than anything. <laughs> the memes you would share if you could. I'd be canceled. <laughs> <laughs> like on, on the real. So, um, but it's, uh, I, it's, my humor and stuff like that would definitely be on the border, you know, and I'd have to be aware of that, Yeah, you know, that I can't be saying that stuff or anything like that, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, uh, we, we could probably put that, that section to bed. (laughs) Yeah. The Mm -hmm. jet thing. I think we're done. I think you're cool. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's cool. It'll be, it'll make for a good, it'll make for a good, uh, 
a good Saturday night. I'm interested to see how fucking fired up the dude is on the on the track. Like if he just starts trying to go for some freak shit, you know. Mm-hmm. It'll be it'll be a good compilation reel in ten years for him. Yeah, it'll be part of it. Attitudes of motocross. <laughs> Four one one. You know that page. <laughs> oh, bro, I live on that page. That'll be like Attitudes of Motocross Volume Nine or something. I love all the comments too that were like, "Felt shouldn't find them because they're gonna use this in every promo." It's just like, yes, that's how this works. What people don't understand is not Feld finding me; it's AMA finding me. Uh, okay. So our check goes to well, hopefully Myrtle's check goes to <laughs> AMA. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, uh, even like that whole side of things is just comedy to me, you know, my thing with them, I'm like, okay, so if you're at a bar and someone punches you first and you punch back, that's self-defense. You don't get a, you're fine. Yeah. Scott free, you know? And I'm like, I still got fined. (laughs) Like what? I'm supposed to just let him grab me, but it is what it is. And I'm not, I'm, I'm a AMA man they're really they're really jacking up my 401k <laughs> for real <laughs> dude the the other thing i will say though actually is i'm not mad at that whole like grabbing each other after the race like a little bit of that because yeah. once you kind of get the physical shit out of your system it sets a, like a lot of stuff simmers after that mm-hmm. but if if like let's say someone breaks that up and like you you guys don't even get a chance to like have that exchange that still like stays with you and i'd be so bummed if like practice one heat one main event you guys come together Mm -hmm. you do an acl he does a fucking collarbone like that would suck that and it can happen so quick on the track Mm -hmm. even with the most calculated like you guys are the best it can still happen so quick i was Obviously, I don't know if you saw Rhino's thing, but the other day, like I was there with with Max Voland, and I've been riding with him all the time. Yeah, you know, and it's crazy how quick stuff can happen on the simplest things. I mean, poor guy, put his hip out, and then we have to go back and be doing the same section. You know what Dude. I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just it's uh, some people I don't think understand that the reality of what we actually have to do and stuff like that. So, like, that physical stuff that between me and him after the race is nothing compared to... Yeah, it's minor. It's so minor. When you get to start doing stuff on the track, that's whenever it's, like, you know, like, I understand block passing, clean each other out in the corner and stuff like that. But even for me, I'll be in the corner, and I'm not saying that I've been the, you know the victim you know i've definitely had victims it's gone both ways yeah, it's, it's gone both ways yeah <laughs> let's just say that but i do believe that i've only been able i've tried to keep it in corners you know yeah. what i'm saying and and sometimes i'll be honest there is intentions that aren't from my side where i'm like screw this guy and there's sometimes where i'm just over eager you yeah. know and i'm just coming in and i'm like i'm in this situation i'm like fuck you know I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm already thinking it in my head. But there are times whenever our egos get the best of us. But at the same time, the sport only works with egos. Yeah. We don't push the limits without our egos. Yeah. You know, it's, we're just, we're men, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, this, this, this stuff is crazy. And I'm like, you're finding us for, for that, like the helmet grabbing and stuff like that. It's not even that big of a deal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm glad it happened. Yeah. You know, like it's good that it gets that shit out of the way because there's so many times 
that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. It goes into a practice. It goes into a heat race. Mm-hmm. Fucks the season. Fucks your season. Yeah. And then everyone loses massive. Yeah. Two dudes grabbing each other's face. Great for Instagram. Great for all the fucking keyboard warriors. Yeah. Great for the next week's racing. Mm-hmm. And then we're done. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. not mad at it. Yeah. How's the season been thus far? Uh... I mean, obviously, first round was pretty all right. Yeah. Um, you rode fucking good. Yeah. All, mm-hmm. all day, all mm-hmm. night. Like, that was really solid. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel good, and I feel like I could be pretty... Like, I think right now, I'm only, like, I'm tied for, like, third in points, like, 10 points out. So, it's, like, it's the craziest, weirdest beginning of the season just it because, is, of, eh? the, because of the, the two mud races. Um, but for me, you know, I'm... You know, I, I feel at this time for like my career and stuff like that. I want to, I want to be good. I don't, I'm still, I still believe my better days are ahead of me, but I also understand how gnarly it is right now. And the podium hasn't been the same. I think the only person who's gotten two podiums is Chase. Mm-hmm. And at the level is just unbelievable. Yeah. It really is. How does it feel from last year to now? Um, I thought last year was actually pretty high. I think there was... Honestly, I think last year it was more of like a six-guy thing mm. in the front that could be on the on the podium. And this year, I think you've already had six guys. Mm. You know? Um, the crazy part is I used to think like back in like, say, like 2017, like it was gnarly. <laughs> And it's just even more. Yeah. But the the it's not necessarily like say like speeds are much higher or anything like that. It's just you have ten dudes that are very refined. Yeah. You know, they're refined athletes. Yeah. You know? And I think obviously you give it two more years, I think it's gonna go back more towards that two thousand seventeen because obviously I think us us yeah. are gonna start like exiting. Yeah. You know? Um but at the same time, you never know. Like, I don't want to exit in two years. Yeah. What else am I going to do? <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. what am I going to do with my free time? Um, I, I love hanging out with my family. But, like, I, I other than that, like, lucky thing for my job is they can be with me all the time. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lifestyle. Like, it is. And the, when you've spent so many years doing what you've done, you get so like refined at it. You know what I mean? Like you kind of know the places yeah. to eat, you know the hotels, you know the way you want to travel, you know the pro. Like it, it is like routine is an easy thing to keep going once it's rolling. And dude, at this point, I'm just making it comfortable. You know, like right now, you know, we go to the races. Like to be honest, my days are very mellow. Yeah. Um, I love Practice, what I do. Smash Bros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, that is actually what i do yeah so like uh, i I go to the races um i stay in my motorhome the night before got starlink watch youtube watch netflix <laughs> yeah sleep wake up scooter to the uber eats wherever the stadium's at eat my breakfast go out practice come back i've been trying to beat super mario world wonder <laughs> um watched this last week and we didn't have a second practice so i literally crushed a documentary it was like um some lady that got kidnapped but no one died or anything in the the (laughs) thing but it was a crazy documentary and i'm like that's what i'm doing yeah you know and then i go race yeah and then i get done and i'm at home 
then I go to the track and I get, I'm really fulfilled grinding. Like it's crazy at this point in my life. One of my favorite things to do is literally go to the track and grind. And I would have never thought I'd have been that person, but I like to do, like I say, like I work hard, play harder. So I like to have a good time, but at the same time I'd be putting in the work too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's funny. I was, uh, I was talking to Ave. He did the pod. No, yes, I had that before. And uh, I was saying like, we did the whole world vets thing. Mm -hmm. And I just spent a month here, rode like four times a week. Yeah. Just was fully on the program, like Mm -hmm. running, training, washing my bike, eating good. My wife was washing my shit, making good Mm -hmm. food. Like, that's it. It's fucking dope. Yeah. Like, and I was giving it my all, which is fuck all essentially. But I was, I was having a crack and it was Mm -hmm. insanely fulfilling to just- every day just make that little bit of progress a little bit of progress Mm and i think i don't know like i don't know what your resistance would have been to it before but i feel like if you can give over whatever resistance you have to that grind Mm -hmm. and just accept it and like look for the fulfillment in it it's a fucking rad place to be i would say my my thing is is growing up you're 16 years old you go professional you don't have a life you know, and mm. the the hardest part is I think the resistance is more it taking you away from things that you want to do in those days in your life. Yeah, you know? yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I've kind of feel like I've been able to work out a balance to where even even now that I'm older, um, I have a kid and I'm married. I still like to go. I, I'm, I still feel young, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like, and not only in the sense of like, um, still wanting to do my job and stuff like that, but even on the other side, like, dude, I'm still trying, I still enjoy doing cool things tr- and everyone, whether they like it or not, they want to be cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I <laughs> yeah. still love trying to be cool. You know, I love the way I could try and make my style cool. I love the way I could do like my Insta edits. I love the way I could do all of that stuff. Yeah. You know? So I still feel young in that sense. I still feel like sometimes if I want to pop out, you know, and I want to go to LA, like I'm still doing that, but I do understand how to work, you know? And I'm totally okay with the balance of my life right now. And I think I can maintain the balance of my life doing what I do. And I think I could still win races. And I think obviously if you were to look at, you know, where the human body is, I think we could still be 32, 33, 34, oh, easy, still in our prime. And I think more in the past, it's more mentally that guys have had to retire because they couldn't handle the pressure yeah. of it. And I think once you are able to just understand that it's your job and you just do your job, yeah, you understand that it's pretty damn cool and you enjoy it. Yeah, well, I think the wage wage put uh said something really cool on the show where he basically said like i think we had this almost like a false narrative of retirement based on like ricky mm-hmm. 25 million championships Stu did his thing made boatloads of cash mm-hmm. and then i mean Stu, it, Stu he, actually went longer yeah and his career kind of got derailed in a sense uh-huh. um it's a bad example but then you have like ryan four championships in a row dunge three championships in a row it's like at some point if you're winning that many championships it's like you're going to lose and it's like do Mm -hmm. you want to be the guy that loses or you're a legend 
and you can go out on four championships or you can go out on three championships and then you just don't have to deal with like imagine the mental load of winning that many championships back to back and just being like is this the season that it's done you know so it's like i get why those guys would walk away mm-hmm. but We've, we are now in an era where, like, you won a championship, Coop won a championship, Ilo won a championship, Coop, Chase. You know, mm-hmm. it's so, like, that pressure kind of isn't the same, you know? And well, I think... Oh, no, go. I was just going to say, I, I, I just feel like if you can deep down inside understand what you really love doing in life, do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, whether i understand i think a big thing is is a lot of people stress about people's opinions and i'm the same i'm a victim of it you know like it's hard not to be though you can't i mean it's being a human you know um but people will you have obviously you have instagram comments and stuff like that and it's actual people's voices that do go in your head you know i'm but if you do enough thought into like what you actually love doing you understand that this is what it is. Yeah. You know, and I think that a lot of guys re- maybe have retired too early and they didn't understand that they actually enjoyed what they did. And the winning kind of overshadowed it with the pressure and everything like that. Yeah. And for me, that's that's where I'm at. Yeah. I'm going to do what I do. And I'm, I ain't fucking leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm so glad though. Yeah. Like I would be fucking bummed to go to an A1 that you're not there. Mm-hmm. Like at some point that's going to happen. Yeah, but it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm not ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a mm-hmm. lot of people mm-hmm. that aren't ready for it. Same as Eli, you know, like, dude, when at uh, Denver last year, when I saw that fucking Achilles yeah. go, I, there was a big part of me. That was like a very real moment of like, fuck, I might not ever see that dude race again. Mm-hmm. And I'm a fan. Yeah. Like I'm a massive fan. I got so much mm-hmm. love and respect for what you guys do. I think it's mm-hmm. the coolest thing in the world. And that was a very real moment of like, yeah. damn, bro. Like he's, that's it. And I mean, he's so private. You might never hear from him again. Like he, he's a dude that might legitimately just bounce. Yeah, he could. He could. He could very well be that. But I'm telling you, he's not going to be. You reckon? I'm just I just don't think that you'll never not see him again. He'll be it at some form or of or some capacity, you know, some way, shape, or form. He will be dirt bikes. Yeah. That's his identity. Yeah. That's my identity. You know, as much as we try and create this stuff that isn't our identity we do it and we put our vibe to it Mm. that's really what we do dude it's it's funny you say that like even when i started this i had no intentions of it being this Mm -hmm. but this is just who i am obviously you know over a long enough Mm -hmm. time scale like i'm i wanted i was gonna ride today didn't end up riding today but like dude i'm trying to ride twice a week Mm -hmm. i ain't that good at it but i've done it Almost every week (laughs) of my life, you know, of my adult life, you know. I bet as you were growing up, you didn't know that your best talent was going to be your podcast voice. Yep. (laughs) Did not think that. And you know, it's so funny too. Like we were, we were the full ghetto moto kids. Like our bikes were always three, Mm -hmm. four years older, like never had anything Mm -hmm. cool on them. And I realized, like I said to my wife during Mm -hmm. the the whole World Vets thing, had like 
fucking Showa A kit on my bike and just oh you just did ev- dude I just had everything and I like I was mm-hmm. just spending every blitz going into AEL and be like I need fucking two new tires bang I need this mm-hmm. I need that oh yeah remove my mesh from my yeah. air filter bang I'm getting that and yeah. it was so like that's that it really hit me I was like fuck you are so you're done for this shit. Well, you got to even think, even from our end, dude. Like, I grew up, and I remember when I went to Loretta's, and I got three free sets of gear, and I was like, oh, my God, dude. I'm balling. <laughs> I'm balling. And now it's like you get five sets a weekend. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and you race 31 times a year plus practice gear. It's when you put it into perspective, bro, we're doing exactly what we wanted to do. Yeah you know yeah so that's like from from there it gets life gets it real twisted yeah (laughs) it really does (laughs) life gets it twisted and uh yeah i mean it's it's crazy but it's it's freaking awesome too at the same time how does being married and having the kid i don't have the kid yet but i got married Mm -hmm. and i i don't know it's hard to explain but when we got married i felt like the biggest mental load just like mm-hmm. gone and no one everyone always says like oh your wedding's gonna be the best day of your life and all this but it was honestly after that i just felt like this huge weight lifted off my shoulders in a sense and i'm like i never hopefully never have to think about that side of life ever again yeah. like i'm done i have this person mm-hmm. we've got this life together like we're on a we're on a sick fucking program. She knows like we call it like our responsibilities. Mm-hmm. I'm responsible for this, you're responsible for that. Mm-hmm. I don't need your help on this, you don't need my help on that. Mm-hmm. Let's figure it out. And you just get on this like roll, you have all of the other noise that mm-hmm. comes with like finding a partner or like entertaining partners or multiple partners wherever mm-hmm. you're at in your life, but huge weight that I never knew would be taken off my shoulders. Was it kind of like that with you? To be honest, you don't ever have to hit your homies up to know if they're busy because they're <laughs> with you all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um, our interests are very similar. You know, we love to do, we love to eat food. We'd be going to restaurants all the time. That's like one of our favorite things to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it, to be honest, even like having my daughter that is the coolest thing to come home and like see her like smile and like recognize you mm. like obviously my daughter is 10 months old so it's not like she's saying like dad what up, bro? you know <laughs> yeah. but just to see her light up whenever you walk in the door is crazy and like even whenever she's not around with my parents or kenzie's parents and you miss her Mm. you know it's kind it's the craziest feeling that you can't understand or explain the love until you have a kid and i don't i'm i'm always curious about this but i'm not sure how involved some of other racers are with their kids but like i feel like i've kind of been in the depths of it like I don't know. Kenzie sometimes has me like changing diapers, like a shitty diaper on the plane and stuff like that, but it don't really bother me. And I'm like, are all these other guys doing that? Or is their girl just like handling this, you know, but for honestly, it's been fun. And with, with her, sometimes it's a little bit of chaos Yeah. with having my daughter traveling, being there. Like sometimes she doesn't want to sleep or whatever, but 
the chaos doesn't even bother me when it's them. Yeah. If it was like my friend and it was keeping me up all night, I'd like get the fuck out. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And with them, it's just, is, it, it's just, those are times that you'll never get back. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And they're my homies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, pretty cool. It's cool to see yeah. you in that role mm-hmm. too, you know? And I guess you just never know how you'd feel or what you'd what you'd expect mm-hmm. how you'd react on until you're in it but it's just so rad the way that you've taken to it yeah i don't think people really expected me to be like that no. too um and i think that's more of a surprise too to people um i always wanted to have, to have kids you know i really did um well you come from a good family yeah so i think but that, just the person i am i don't think people really expected me to take on it like i i do in a sense but you I know feel like most people probably don't know you that well no one really knows me that well <laughs> <laughs> so the people that didn't yeah. expect it like don't really know you that well like if if i'm being honest like a lot of my closest friends are not really related to like anything in this world yeah you know i do have friends in this world don't get me wrong and i have friends i've met in this world that are out of this world now out of like motocross yeah that I'm still friends with and are doing like insane stuff, you know? And so like, if I'm going to go do something on an off weekend, it's with friends that are doing really cool things, you know, but it's not necessarily like, I feel like a lot of guys have friends in in the industry, you know? And that's that's something different that I feel like I've lived, you know? But, um, yeah, not really many people in my in my world really know me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, and why is that? Are you just closed off in by nature, or so? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Well, I would say like one of my closest friends is Dean. You know. Yeah. But <laughs> I trust Dean. He ain't a rat. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, fuck! But yeah, so I, I don't know, like. It's hard to be vulnerable around people when you feel like yeah. if you are vulnerable around them, the news is going to go around. Yeah. And when I say vulnerable, it could be, it could mean nothing, you know, it could mean like, it could mean nothing, you know, yeah. it could even be just me wanting to go have a drink or something like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. And there's a weird thing to where I really wanted to be taken serious. Yeah. And I think I am taking like in my core group in my racing, like with Cowie and everything like that, they take me very serious because I take my job very seriously or else I wouldn't have the respect or the amount of years. I mean, I've, this is my 14th or 15th year yeah. of being a factory guy and still my decisions in the way I go about things is taken very seriously. Yeah, you're respected. Like your approach is respected. Exactly. And I feel if I were to have friends that were, like almost like mixing business with pleasure. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So like I feel like sometimes my personal life I would like to keep it somewhat separate, but at the same time, there's some there's some fools in the industry that know that we pop off, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they ain't rats either. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's quite funny. Yeah. Um yeah, and yeah, I guess it's a, it is a good point, you know, like it, it can be very like convoluted. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of That's people. That's a big word. <sighs> Gotta have read a book once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's stuck. Yeah, but it can get messy, and and there's 
there's a lot of like I would call them like five minute friends. You know, it's like people that they like they they're like in a rotation, and mm-hmm. you're like on this team or you're in this group or with this train, and it's like, mm-hmm. and then you can get too invested, you know, with like those people. But mm-hmm. I also think it's just older. Like the older you get, the smaller that your 100%. circle gets in, and it's natural in a sense too. You know, you just have less energy. To invest in places that don't like yield a return, and another tough thing, even just in the in 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 where I'm at in life, is I went from having a lot of people around me that I would say relied on me. Mm. You know, like I guess you could say um, financially. Yeah, and that's one thing that I kind of have gone through since becoming being married. And having my daughter, I don't have time for that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? And you really understand your worth in people's eyes whenever you kind of grow up, Mm. you know? So whenever you're not necessarily being, um, whenever you're not a financial help to some people, you get kind of clipped really quick. And that's just getting older too, you know? I mean, that means that's probably going to be the same with sponsors at some point. Mm. When I start, keep asking for numbers that I want to be paid, it's going to get less. Yeah. You know, but that's just the reality of life. Yeah, it's business. Yeah. And if you can laugh at it and just understand that you're an old head, it is what it is. You just hope you did the right things, you know? So that's um, that's another life-changing thing that is uh, tough and it's hard in, in our in line of work with friends in the industry. Yeah. And it's kind of made, it's made me very sour. Um, and it's made my self-esteem be low because you sometimes feel like um, your worth towards people was only money, mm. you know? And that's a, that's a, that's a tough thing that I know a lot of guys definitely go through, mm-hmm. you know? And even like, even Jet, there's going to be a time where he has a lot of people on payroll when he, they're not on payroll, are they going to be around? Yeah. You know, and that's the reality. And this is not in any way speaking about Jet, but that situation, I've seen it. Yeah, I'm friends with a lot of different people, mm-hmm. in a lot of different sports, a lot of different businesses, a lot mm-hmm. of different industries. There's also a thing that happens that's like really fucked up that I would like love to warn people on, but it's very hard. Like it's very hard to speak against it it's like speaking bad on a dude's chick mm-hmm. you really in the moment you kind of can't and you can't even speak bad on people when they break up because a lot of times you get back together mm-hmm. but there's a thing too where you'll have like a crew that's on payroll and it's like they need a job to do mm-hmm. and if they don't have a job they'll find a job mm-hmm. and sometimes that the job that they find is just some fucking bullshit yeah. <laughs> that they've drummed up yeah. to like to make a fire that they need to put out. Mm-hmm. And then you become the, I got this, bro. Don't worry. Everything's mm-hmm. taken care of. Yeah. And it's like, there's this issue that's going on in the background that mm-hmm. he's going to take care of that he's never even seen first. Like, it's yeah. just some fugazi issue that this guy's going to take care of. And then you just have this regular flow of these fires mm-hmm. that need to be put out by these people on the payroll. And yep. I've seen it in a bunch of different scenarios. And like, that is one of the things where it's like, Oh, that's kind of rough to go through. It's, it is, it is. It's it, rough to watch. It's mm-hmm. rough to see. It's rough to not be able to say anything. 
I will say one thing that I've been very lucky with is I have an agent. Everyone has an agent. My agent's my homie. Yeah. That is a very thin line. You know what I'm saying? When your agent is your friend and every agent is is the fr- a friend of their riders, usually they aren't whenever they're done. Yeah. You know? Um, I'm lucky, though, that my fr- my Kenny, he's one of my best friends. Yeah. He is and knows everything about me. And, and from everyone that's been around me, family, wife, you know, in-laws, the, I'm his only guy and I know that relationship is really solid. So I've been always lucky with that and I can yeah. tell him anything and he will tell tell me the truth from, you know, a good being real. Yeah. Like that's the easiest thing. Um, but I do see agents that are agents and I'm like, it's just tough, you know, but they, they're trying to get their money too, you yeah. know? So like, like I said, I feel everyone's valid in the situations that they're in. But then there's also a lot of people around the extras and the extras. Um, sometimes they're very genuine. Yeah, you know, so oh, dude, for sure, one hundred percent. Like I wouldn't say that they all are bad. No, bro. I know, and as much as I know, dudes that are mm-hmm. fucking trash. I know some absolute studs, <laughs> like just the most gangster motherfuckers of all time. No one knows their name unless you've dealt with X dude. person, X rider, X whatever. No one knows who they are, but if you know, you fucking know. The extras are a fucking vibe. <laughs> Let's be real. What you doing after the race? Hit up some extras. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's um, that's that's hard because like I'm talking negative, like all these people are bad, but there are some oh, people yeah. that are around that are very genuine. I've been through situations to where it hasn't ended great. But like I said, everyone's valid for their own feelings and opinion. And I've came to the realize instead of being sour about a lot of things, I've taken it on the chin and it is what it is. Yeah. And every, everyone's the hero of their own story. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's the main character in the documentary of their life. You know, Dude, like you're we're all selfish. Yeah. You're just a, you're, you're, it's your first person perspective and mm-hmm. it's the closest, most detailed one that you've got and Mm -hmm. it's like the hardest thing to do sometimes is to see things from another person's perspective it's tough and you know another tough thing too is like as as a motocross athlete you're taught to be selfish well you kind of have to be selfish yeah you do but you got to understand that you have a lot of life to live whenever this is done Mm. so for me I almost feel like sometimes I'm retraining myself because I understand I can't be selfish all the time. Yeah. You know, within the life and my the relationships I have within my life that sometimes I got to give. And having my daughter has made that simple. Yeah. You know, that has yeah. made that simple. Sometimes I get selfish with, you know, like if if she's crying at night like <laughs> I'm not waking up. I got a ride tomorrow, you know, but I know, I know my wife will take care of it, you know, but other aspects of our life, you know, I definitely have to be selfless a little bit, you know, um, more so than I definitely would in the past. Yeah. Oh man, that to that conversation, bro. That's what me and my wife, I'm like, these are your responsibilities. (laughs) 
you do not need my help with and i will never ask you to record the podcast i will never ask you to edit videos i will never ask you to have meetings with mm-hmm. the spot i won't ask you to do any of that stuff yeah. so let's mm-hmm. and it fucking works as yeah. long as two people know that we're on the same page that's the yeah thing it gets messy when people don't there's not boundaries mm-hmm. you know because you can't be up at three four five a.m yeah and get out and put your life on the line yeah you you can't you really can't and that's that's the tough part is like sometimes i hate to say it but i will say this i'm like i gotta sleep it's life or death (laughs) it's life or death (laughs) we're warriors out there straight up like if i don't get if i'm not getting three hours of rem it could be death pick one (laughs) you want that you really want that you want me here Uh, (laughs) that's super dark humor but yeah it's kind of funny (laughs) (laughs) i'm for it uh so were you uh maybe potentially alluded to get some team fried stuff before when you were talking have you have you spoke about any of the team fried stuff do you want to get into it i mean yeah i mean we you can i'm i've i'll be very i'll be very um neutral in the whole situation mm. you know um I obviously feel like i want to give you a chance to at least say the things you would like to say um, i'm personally very bummed that at the end of every outdoor national i don't get to watch that shit and see motherfuckers screaming team fry and basically like taking over so this is selfish on me mm-hmm. i'm bummed as a fan you know uh, to be honest, everyone saw the press release. <laughs> <laughs> everyone saw the press release. Um, the The face of Team Fried press, le- press release was released, and I didn't even know it was getting released. Yeah, okay. That was it. And whatever feelings they had towards me or anything like that, it was unknowing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never got any anything on in the sense of like hey i feel ill towards you in this way Mm. i feel ill towards you in this way it was just nothing and that's that's what it was you know and it's tough whenever you have people that you've supported financially for years you know and it's something that we started together and it would have been cool to end it together. And I think it was something, Yeah. but, um, it's honestly, I, I feel like it's more something that is trauma. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that sounds crazy, but it kind of is, you know? So it's like, you know, kind of RIP. Yeah. It, it, maybe it could be something, but, at the same time, I don't know if it it um, I, it would it would be weird. Yeah, it would just be weird. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it was kind of like maybe maybe in, maybe instead of like team fried, we could call it like still fried. <laughs> 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 you know, but um, you know, I would love to still be the creative director of that, but it may be. It may be retirement accessories when we're done. <laughs> Still fried. <laughs> <Body famous. laughs> um, but yeah, I would like to do it. And I, I, would, I would hope people would take on to it if I did continue to do something. Because in, in the end, I feel like I'm a very creative yeah. person. Yeah. I just don't have the mental capacity to deal with a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So I would need help in a sense. Um, 
I think I have pretty good humor when it comes to like ideas, you know, and basically keeping people entertained, you know, not necessarily content, but just shit that I think is cool. Yeah. You know, um, whether that be team fried, it's, it has nothing going on right now. You know, there's t-shirts and boxes and stuff like that. And there's no content going out. Um, but, um, I would have to assemble a crew and it's kind of tough because when you do something like that, you want to assemble a crew that you're like live, eat, breathe, yeah. die that shit, yeah. you know, because that's what makes it cool. Yeah. You know? Um, and to be able to do that is like a, a weird, like vulnerable spot. I had to put myself in with other people to be able to do video content and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? Um, but it could be fun. Yeah. Like I have ideas in my head that could be really fun, but first you need budget and stuff like that. And I'm not willing to spend any of my money right now. <laughs> Got college funds. <laughs> <laughs> you have been a tight motherfucker yeah. since the day I first met you. You, I remember, I think we spoke about it on the last podcast, but I remember we had dinner. We went to your place in Claremont. You just moved there. And you had a, you were like giving us a tour and you had like mm-hmm. a, your TV was on a cardboard box. I'm yeah. like, this motherfucker's a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> and then you like, you were telling us that you, wow, something came up and you're like, yeah, I made a pay for dinner, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this guy has no chill. And I like it. But you had a very solid plan in your mind of exactly how your career was going to play out. And yeah. the cool thing is, you said, I'm going to be a Supercross champion. You were still a 250 dude back then. Tick, tick, tick. Like, you tick, you tick the boxes. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't see myself going far past. I wanted to win a 450 Supercross championship. I didn't see myself going far past it because of the stress that it took to get there. But like I said, what do I do to love or what do I love to do? Yeah. This is it. Yeah. You know, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been good with my money and people have talked about that, how I haven't spent money. I've made mistakes. We all have, you know, and we don't know much cause it's a lot of trial and error and, but like now as I get older, like I'd be living a little bit, you know, like <laughs> it's just, you know, I, 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 I live in a beautiful area. Well, I think when you have uh, someone to look after, yeah, it really like that definitely changed for me. Like, bro, mm-hmm. if I didn't have my wife here, well, the first few months I was here this time around, I was sleeping on a fucking floor in a mezzanine for three months. Happy mm-hmm. as Larry. Like, mm-hmm. I was so dialed. My wife rocked up and she's like, this has to change. And I'm yeah. like, fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no pushback for me. When mm-hmm. you have people that you're trying to look after and you're trying to take care of and you're trying to provide a certain lifestyle for, there is no shame in trying to live good. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, whenever I met um, Kenzie, I, my, my mattress was still on the ground. <laughs> it's such a dude thing. <laughs> yeah, my mattress was on the ground, but it was in laguna looking at the beach so it wasn't like it wasn't like it wasn't like the hood (laughs) but um yeah now i mean i i do i luckily this this sport has given me what it's given me you know um i started when i was six years old think it's a, a hobby and i'm turning 31 next month and i'm living in laguna beach racing dirt bikes in a beautiful home that looks at the ocean and um well i'm in an apartment right now but i have my homes there 
water damage. <laughs> I'm going through something right now. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's what that's 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 where I'm at. You know, I'm super lucky, and um, it's pretty crazy going from you know in Claremont. You know, I had you know my TV on a cardboard box and stuff like that. But you know, I still had I still had. I was on the way up and I was relentless on like, I'm going to, uh, why do I need to spend money right now? Yeah. All I need to do is that, you know, and I still feel that way, but I'm just like, I'm not giving up on what I'm doing, but I'm doing other shit too. Yeah. Basically. And that's kind of how I feel. Once you get into your thirties, you kind of have to be that way. Cause you don't if, dude, if you're 30 some years old and and you're married on a cardboard box and you're making your your chick yeah. do, do that life, I don't know. I don't think that's like real. <laughs> <laughs> There's she's got some issues or you got some issues, you know. I would so, agree with that. So um, yeah, we've we've upgraded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what kind of investing stuff did you want to get into when you were younger? Like you said, you made some mistakes. Like you got it fairly dialed nowadays but like what did you get into like whose advice did you take like how did you kind of navigate those waters so i've just learned um my agent's been helpful and sometimes i haven't taken his advice when i should have (laughs) um first things first is i always knew homes were good um but then i didn't understand the liability and pain that homes are yeah you know um yeah it's work tenants suck yeah um I've had issues with that um, to where it's costed me money. Um, but most of the time I've bought houses and I've never sold for less than what it was worth or less than I paid for it. So I've always made money. But if I was to do it all over again, I wouldn't even have done homes. I would have bought nicer homes to live in. But I would have put all my money into, you know, uh, like an investment account. Like I have one right now, obviously. Yeah. Um, I have a trust, everything like that. But um, I would have made more money, way less stress-free doing that. Yeah. Um, Just betting on the market. Yeah, not bet. Like, I mean, I have a guy who controls my portfolio. Yeah. Um, But houses are tough because you have to deal with tenants. You have to deal with houses breaking. You have to deal with yard. You have to deal with all of this stuff that it's like they're like oh yeah you get a house for this much and you rent it for this much and you make this much seems simple it's not (laughs) okay so like and then when you're selling houses you're dealing with realtors you're getting offers then you're dealing with capital gains tax and then you're dealing with you know it's just it's a lot to deal with you know and if if you want to do it as a full-time job it's not that big of a deal yeah because if you have tenants and they have shit that's broken or they need something that's your job well i'm racing i'm gone 31 weekends a year you know um, but like right now I have, my, I have a house in New Mexico it's rented um, I have a house in Laguna it's getting rented and just property management but I'm only down to two yeah. that's the only two and then I have a house in Laguna that I live in yeah so that's um, that's kind of where I'm at on on that whole thing um, if I was to give advice to a kid um, coming up that's making a bunch of money I'd say buy a house that you live in and put your money into some portfolio to where you have someone managing it. That's a low risk one that is just making money. Yeah. Because when you get into the home deals, it's a lot. I don't know about any other investments besides that. That is like good. I mean, 
I'm on YouTube. I'm watching all of the finance stuff. Like, I definitely <laughs> yeah. got Bitcoin. Like, <laughs> like I'm not saying like I'm not like into all that stuff. But. Yeah, but there's like a dedicated bit of like that's almost play money in a sense, right? You know, like you're not yeah you're not betting your retirement on fucking Bitcoin. No, but it's like fun to try and make some cash there. Yeah, I honestly just I, every time it goes low, I like will throw like a thousand dollars at it. And like right now, I think I own a little over three coins. Um. But I've just only done like a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. And I'm just curious where it goes in the future. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's not like it's money that is that crazy. But from from the YouTube videos I watch, it's going to be big in 2035. <laughs> <laughs> you be on Johnny Hopper's channel, watch your hands. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Crypto. Yeah. Johnny Hopper. I, to be honest, I watch all YouTube. So I watch I, his channel is kind of funny. He's changed his channel a lot. Dude, I'm. He's a different guy on his channel now. Yeah. Yeah. I actually got a lot of love for Johnny Hopper. He's a, he's a, he's a bit of a silent G. I watch his videos, every one of them. That's sick. Mm-hmm. I think he, he nails it. Like, I think he's pretty good. I honestly, like, as much as people probably think I don't watch their channels, I watch everything. (laughs) (laughs) Everything. That's so sick. Yeah. I know all of them. What's the, what's the, like, your reasoning? You just want to be aware. You just want to know. Bored. (laughs) (laughs) I just need entertainment. Just that algorithm, bro. Just serve it up. Uh Uh-huh. So, like, yeah, I'd be on... What was I watching the other day? There's um, these people, uh, the Amazon shopping. That was one of them. But like just moto wise, bro, I watch anything from Mor- Moran's Mafia. You know the Moran's Mafia? Yeah, I know the Moran's <laughs> Mafia. <laughs> nah, that's a, uh, but like just all of them. Yeah, they're all pretty entertaining. What do you think of the current state of like the moto landscape where it comes to that? Because on the last few years there's been like a massive influx of like new channels new people making content like a lot more people have opinions Mm -hmm. like you've been around the sport a long time like what's your thoughts on the way it's evolved in that sense so there's ways to make money now a lot of ways to make money um i think that the ways that you can make money in in the sport is uh sometimes I feel like people are just doing anything they can do for a dollar. Mm. And I think there's a, like a gatekeeper thing to where I wish it was a little more quality. Mm. You know, it's instead of just pushing your merch. So we flirt on the line where people try and be cool, like um, like action sports. And then you have people who are pushing merch like their NASCAR. Mm. So I think we're so in the middle that we're trying to be both of both worlds. Yeah. Um, for me, I I even was thinking of trying to do stuff this year, and honestly, I'm too. I want I want more quality. Yeah. In in any sort of like content or aspect of my life that I put out. Yeah. To where I want it to be cool. Yeah. Because if it's not just being real with who I am, I would, I, I become a little insecure about it. Yeah. You know? So I'd rather just put out nothing instead of something that is just whatever it is. Um, and then like when it comes to like merch and stuff like that, I would love to do merch because I know I can make a grip, you know, of some, <laughs> some money, you know, whether it be like a couple hundred thousand in a year or 500,000 or a million. Yeah. That's possible. 
I just let I just leave that money on the table and don't even do it. <laughs> that sounds crazy, you know. But it's fucking hard, bro. Like we we have a big channel, and I don't. I sell one T-shirt a week. There's mm-hmm. like probably six sizes on our website, and it's just. And that's my wife. Like she was in fashion. Like that was mm-hmm. her whole thing. Like she lived in China. Where all the fact, like she literally knows that. I know life. all the logistics of it. Yeah, and I'm just like I don't have time i don't have the mental energy i don't like what's crazy is is i probably know more of the logistics of like how to get product created like good product and then the people that are actually selling merchandise right now yeah but i just don't care to do it because i don't i think it's corny <laughs> you know I, like not to be i'm not i don't want to say i'm hating because dude i would love to have an extra fucking two hundred fifty thousand dollars in my pocket but it's not me. Yeah. You know? And that's cool. Yeah. And it's cool to like actually admit that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people don't want to admit it either way. And yeah. some people, it, and like Moran's Mafia, you know, like there's fucking people out there that are buying the, the, his shit and they love it. And Logan Carnia, there's people buying that shit and they fucking love it. And it helps those guys go racing like mm-hmm. massive net positive to everybody. 100%. And that's them, and it's just not for everyone. Without YouTube, without Shopify, these some of these guys, they wouldn't be racing. Yeah. Secondly, some of these guys are making enough money they can maybe retire if they do it right. That's the crazy part about this whole thing. So it's cool because it creates opportunities for guys to make a living that would never have the chance to make a living if it was 1995. Yeah. You know? Um, especially because of how Feld runs it. Like, we don't get to really have a merch trailer. That kind of bums me out. That's always been a bit of a sticking point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, 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 If I was to do cool stuff and stuff that I want to do, it would be crazy, honestly. <laughs> um, you're, you're from Australia, but you probably wouldn't. I don't mean, honestly I'm not I don't even want to say these ideas that I have because I don't <laughs> even know if they're cool or not. Yeah. But I think it would be cool to do stuff that is more like interactive. Um and you can make merchandise funny. Yeah. You can make it I and I think there's a lot of things that are coming um along in certain sports like cycling. Yeah. Um skate. I mean skate is fashion right now. Yeah. It just it just is. Yeah. You know, there's there's high-end brands that are um understanding the the i mean you have um a shot walking runways mm. you know it's pretty crazy yeah um and i i wish our sport understood that if they changed a couple of things um they could be there yeah mhm they yeah. really could yeah i think uh, i think jet could yeah um i think chase could um <laughs> i just i think it's a very much so po- danger boy 100% could dude and he loves the drip mhm and it's it, it it could be there to the point to where we are on the level of um i'm not necessarily saying you have to have a netflix documentary yeah but i'm saying on the level to where you are having brands fly you out to to fashion week and shit yeah yeah mhm and it sounds corny and stuff like that but it's it's cool yeah it really is like i even feel like people sometimes wouldn't even uh think of like 
like me and my wife love to go shopping. We love nice stuff, you know. Um, I wouldn't spend any. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Money on anything if I didn't like it. Um, but I think that area is um, just a cool area to be in. Yeah. Like straight up, you know, like if I'm able on my off weekend to go to, you know, Paris and <laughs> just cruise, cruise for like, and just do cool shit, dude. Like stay in nice hotels, drink good food or drink some like espresso spritz in, in Paris. I'm down with that. Like, you know, as, as crazy as, as like chicky <laughs> as that sounds. It's living, dude. Yes, it's living. <laughs> my, my, this is what my holidays look like. Mm-hmm. Fly to a place, get breakfast, go back to the hotel, work, mm-hmm. go get lunch, go back to the hotel, go get dinner, go to a bar, repeat. Straight That's up. it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm going to take my hoodie off. Right oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't... That, that to me, that's living. That's the that that is thirty and a and a holiday for me, you know. And like we're we are blessed in. I mean, not so much like motocross and supercross as such, but like when you think about the you know like dude went to MotoGP at Par- in uh, Le Mans, and we we drove an hour and a half each way to the track so we could stay in Paris and yeah. do that exact shit and like the culturally you're not eating dinner till 10 p.m like everything's a vibe everyone's taken over the streets like that Mm -hmm. shit is dope yeah like i think one hard thing that us um us americans have is we're very stuck in our ways yeah we don't want to change yeah i'm from california i don't want to live in florida because i love california for what it is you know it's the culture that i like yeah um i talked to my my wife about it a lot but sometimes i'm like i think my next contract i really have the opportunity to go to um would be my last opportunity opportunity to maybe race in europe yeah and that's something that like i really think that would be cool to do for the challenge and i think just personally i think we need to understand different cultures dude i think it's cool yeah. you know um so that's for for us i want to go there um like me and my wife what we like to do for fun is like especially if i'm there bro you know what i'm doing on the weekends i'm going to cool places doing cool things and that's just how i would like to roll you know um i uh like when we have off time like what am i doing i'm in a nice hotel in miami eating michelin star restaurants you know like i'm (laughs) not like i'm having dope sushi (laughs) yeah exactly but that's because that's what I like to do. You know, yeah. I like as far as my car, I drive a Prius because I want to do that stuff. Yeah. You know, um, my wife has a nice car, but um, yeah, like I, I, I really pick and choose on what I want to spend my money on. And sometimes it's that stuff. It's really it's it, it's what I like to do, you know. Yeah. And but back to the point of like um, these bigger brands being in moto and stuff like that, I think 
um, we need to understand the spotlight that it could put on our sport. That's so true. And um, I understand that um, results are marketing for us. You know, that's just how it's been, you know, and that's um, sometimes it's hard to change the the culture, you know, because <laughs> we have gatekeepers not on the style side, but more on the this is how you make money. This is how you're supposed to run your business because we're, we're a business. Yeah. You're supposed to win races. You make bonuses. You go home. You train. Yeah. That's what they want you to do, which is okay because they're paying our bills. They're running a business. So we're an investment. Yeah. But sometimes I think that they don't understand is that I think they could make their investment a little bit. They could make their dollar go further. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think if they did stuff that was sometimes maybe not so conservative, but along the lines of collabing with with brands and stuff like that, they would it would go a very long ways. But as you've seen it, Honda did their deal with Supreme, crushed it. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. You know, um, but I still think we only scratched the surface. Yeah. And maybe I'm completely wrong. No, honestly though, you're not. Like yeah. because I, thanks for the reassurance <laughs> well, I've, i'm going to a ton of different events yeah and you know like you go to f1 fuck bro vegas f1 was insane mm-hmm. i was there oh did you go mm-hmm. oh dude how gnarly was it like did were you in were you in paddock club what did, uh, did you go in paddock club <laughs> to, to be honest i i don't even know where i went all i know is i was walking everywhere my mother-in-law <laughs> handled all that <laughs> oh that's sick yeah but like you you go into like the paddock club, like behind the pits, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just Gordon Ramsay here, like fucking mm-hmm. Celine Dion. It was Will I. It was just like just person after person after person. And you're just standing there. I'm fucking walking around and it's like, bro, I should mm-hmm. not be here. But it's like there's a – that comes with like the investment from the brands. Like people, those brands are paying for – like the image that's associated with it. It's just like you put a sticker on that car or a sticker on that guy, like you're cool as fuck. Mm-hmm. And Moto, the thing that I learned from doing this, when I started seeing who was listening and people that were messaging me and, you know, you start to build these relationships over time with these people, I'm like, holy fuck, like I had no idea that you would ever be interested in this. And they're like, dude, this is the coolest fucking sport. These, mm-hmm. They're the gnarliest athletes in the world. Like the respect that you guys have and the people I personally know who are massive fans mm-hmm. of you, they play in completely different worlds to what you would consider like the average Supercross fan. But yeah. there's no representation. There's yeah. no like they're not going to feel like they are, can, I guess, just like step in. Mm-hmm. There's no like the... Did you see the um, Mercedes VIP at F1? Yeah. Bro. Crazy. It was fucking insane. I could mm-hmm. not believe it when I walked past it, you know? And it's just like, where, where we go to 17 dope stadiums in capital cities all over America, and we have basically zero activation. We have a Strider. Kids can ride Striders. There's a monster energy dirt jump jam going. Like, and it's not to shit on any of those things, but it's like, dude, the level of activation, the cities that we're in, like, and the sport is so popular right now. Like San Diego, mm-hmm. that crowd was massive considering it was pissing down rain all day. Anaheim won, full sellout. Mm-hmm. 
it's um i always hate this term that people use is like helping the sport grow and i don't know if it's necessarily helping it grow because our demographic is quite different than that of f1 so like if you bring in some of those sponsors the hard part is is i don't know if our demographic understands that stuff Mm. um but i think we need to honestly not grow our sport almost change it a little bit so that those people understand what's good yeah you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, people didn't know they needed an iPhone until Steve Jobs showed them that they needed an iPhone. No, people don't understand they need an American Express lounge. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been in one. You need it. <laughs> Dude, I completely agree. Like, And people can clown on Jet and the fan zone yeah. all they want. I've been there every single weekend because it's been the nicest place for me to take my wife and and hang at supercross like that's the reality of it you know Mm -hmm. it's like bring the it's like a build it and they will come mentality you know Mm -hmm. i still i think it's cool what they're doing with the whole fan zone and everything needs more of a vibe though i agree it needs to be less buy my merch it needs to be more. Here's your hors d'oeuvre. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. Would you uh, like more champagne? <laughs> exactly. You know, like it yeah. needs to be like that. But I, I, that's what that's what I'm saying. You yeah. know, I think it. I think they're gonna make great money. You know, doing what they do. But it's also just step one. Yeah. You know, like you've got to get. That's a new thing. Mm-hmm. They've got to get it in the door. But and I'm sure that over time it's gonna get better. You know. Hmm. It's uh, like, dude, just all events that you go to, realistically nowadays, it's it's insane. Yeah. Like, F1, unreal, you know. Um, just the fact of the brands that are involved in it. Um, I think tennis, you know, you go to a U.S. Open, look, look at all the stuff that's there. Look at the people that are showing up yeah. and they're not showing up because they're getting paid to show up. They're showing up because that's the place to be that weekend. Yeah. And that's what we need. Yeah. People. And they are not going there. Like, dude, does Justin Bieber really watch every tennis game and know what's <laughs> going on with tennis? There's, no. there's just a guy popping off that he saw on complex, you know, <laughs> yeah. that posted. And it's like, it's like Tiafo that is, probably in like some like puma collab with a high-end brand and he's like that guy's dope yeah so i'm a fan of him yeah and then justin bieber's there it's like it's like a chain yeah that that has to happen yeah but you need the freedom to make that stuff happen yeah you know and our demographic you know like it's it's kind of tough but with like say jet and danger boy you're getting that younger demographic of tiktoks yeah which is actually a benefit i think so too it's not my era but it's it's a it's a benefit you know <laughs> i had a kid come up to me in in jet's thing and, yeah and it was like a 11 year old girl yeah and she was like i've seen you on tiktok and yeah i was just like well <laughs> we've entered that era but even just the clothes they're wearing and everything like that that's what needs to happen and i uh i hope that they get big enough to where they kind of get a muscle their their weight around you know yeah. and they get to change it i would love to be a part of it but i don't know if um 
I don't know. Like I have a certain, I obviously have a clock ticking, Yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think that, like I said, I, I feel like I'm old, but I feel young. Yeah. So I feel like obviously like personally, like I always want to be cool, yeah. you know? <laughs> like yeah. I always want to like, I always want to be cool. Um, but I don't, I just want to hopefully be big enough to be able to do that stuff, you yeah. know, and be a part of that change a little bit, yeah. but, uh, I guess we'll find out what, what else would you like to see changed in the sport? Like, do you have even, you know, like day to day stuff as a racer? Like what, if you had a magic wand, what would you do to sport? Um, I think everything I think the sport's really cool. Okay. I think yeah. the training's cool. I think everything's cool. I think everything needs to be seen. Um, but that's hard because a lot of people are private because it's a competition. Um, I think there needs to be um, marketing with more purpose. Um, I think that uh, they need to see what we go through. But I also think that we need to make it look fun because every time you see something, it's like, oh, these mm. guys are like, it's always like but our life is so, our blood. life is so miserable, yeah. you know? Yeah. And like I said, like my life isn't that miserable. <laughs> it really isn't. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I do what I want. I eat what I want. I get to have all these nice things and that needs to be shown. But the hard part is is I th I sometimes don't necessarily like to say like like flex because sometimes I feel like mm. that makes people feel bad about themselves so personally I have I think that in my head but I think that's the only way I think people need to start flexing they really do I and not necessarily be competing but just they their lifestyle needs to be bigger mm. and they need to show it uh, yeah I feel that that's that's terrible to say but it just needs to happen if we want to be on that next level you got to do it. And another thing too is like, if you go out, whoever you're with, show who you're with, mm. you know, cause I've done, I've done a lot of cool stuff with a lot of cool people and no one knows. Yeah. But to be honest, for our sport to get bigger, you have to, mm. you know, man, I'm conflicted. Like but, I think the same thing, but you, but it, it's just, it's tough because the people that do that, that pay our bills are very conservative and, um, results make money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I fully agree. Yeah. And, you know, and I think like Jet buying a fucking Rolls Royce in Birkenstocks and basketball shorts is iconic as fuck. It is. And I had so many people, like, I got friends in Dubai that they're the crypto mm -hmm. dude. Like, they're literally the crypto millionaires that, like, fucking have yachts and drive every car they. They're mm -hmm. those gnarly motherfuckers, right? All of them hit me up when Jet bought a Rolls Royce. Mm -hmm. None of them care about motocross or supercross at all. And they all got interested as soon as they saw that. They were like, what the fuck? You can a 20-year-old kid can buy a Cullinan right now. And I'm like, yeah, bro, he probably makes 200 grand every time he fucking wins. Mm -hmm. And then he gets a mil, maybe more, every time he wins a championship and he's won a fuckload of those, like kids caked and his brother's doing the same shit yeah and it's like that is it's unrelatably relatable 
mm-hmm. because everyone wants to be that guy. And mm-hmm. that's the American dream in a sense is like you can come here, you can graft, you can make something of yourself and you can provide a fucking awesome life for your family, for your friends, and you can live good. Like yeah. That's what America's about in a sense, you know. But I totally agree. But it's so – it's like a hard thing to – like I guess almost like accept it because you just know it's going to be met with so much resistance like wearing a Rolex right now every time I do the fucking podcast wearing a Rolex I'm like are you really that guy the fucking but guess what like I I put an order in for this watch knowing it would take two years to come in and I had no money when I did it Mm -hmm. and it became that was a thing for me you know what I mean and it's like I still feel fucking weird about that Mm -hmm. but I kind of think you're right <laughs> it's the truth i mean just even even the stuff i've done in the past it it wouldn't make sense and honestly if i would have would it's hard for me to be a little bit transparent about it because like mm, i've gone uh, yeah. through so many stages in my life that um you know i've done things that have been probably not if i would have been honest about it during the time it would have been a lot of backlash <laughs> you know it it would have and it's not like my head was in the wrong place but i was still doing my work you know i mean i i was living in in 2019 i was living in west hollywood you know like that's not the right place to be you know it's a fun place to be it was a fun place to be. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. It really was. Um, you know, it's, but like that, if I would have told people that, then they would have been like, it wouldn't have been gone over well at all. <laughs> no. no. So that's, that's, that's the tough part, you know? But I mean, imagine, all right, so let's rewind it back. 20, what year, 2019? What year did you win your championship? 18. Okay. So you you go back there, you're living in West Hollywood, like, Imagine the, I guess, like the the vibe that creates when the dude with the number one plate is living in West Hollywood, is doing like just in those circles and around those people. Like that does create a vibe. And it's like people, that's what people are like, the internet age, like people are very vicarious. Mm-hmm. You know, people like want to live through their heroes. It's And it's if it's done the right way to it's aspirational, mm-hmm. like you never want to be, the dude that's like just flexing like Floyd Mayweather shit. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's corny, but even that is like, would people care to watch Floyd Mayweather fight if he wasn't flexing all of that money? The money it, team. It's the money. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> that, that brings people along for yeah. the right. Conor McGregor with mm-hmm. the Lamborghini yacht. And the, it's like, it is part of your brand. And like, I got friends, the, the friends in Dubai, right? They, one of them just bought a Eurus. He's yeah. like, oh, this would just be really good for my Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a fucking $400,000 car. And his whole motivation was just like, oh, yeah, dude, like I'll make this back off my Instagram. You will. And he did, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's a it, it's a weird part of the world. I still feel conflicted about it, mm-hmm. but like that shit does help, you know? I feel like that's one thing, like props to Jet in a in a sense for not, I guess, given a fuck on that front. And I, I feel like they're not super flexy, though. Like, I, I feel like they don't go crazy hard with that. But, I mean, like, good on him for doing that shit. Like, some people would never 
have a photo like that out and some people would never post the stories driving the ferraris or whatever but it's like mm-hmm. no one gave them that shit yeah they had to fucking work and buy it no one just you didn't get given the apartment in west hollywood for free like you fucking earn that shit yeah it was actually really it honestly sometimes like those are the stupid money moves that i've done i didn't lose money but did you it, buy or you were just renting no i i i paid like three and a half million for a crib in <laughs> there and i was like i was living it <laughs> oh, i fucking love that but at the time i was super like like kind of conflicted on even where my career was going as crazy as that sounds you know when you do that when you win championship you're in that situation um we're human you know but um yeah i think that that type of stuff is gonna sell yeah you know uh i also think it comes with a person who has the confidence to be just like kind of like fuck you yeah this is what i'm doing (laughs) like fuck you (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're in Marietta? Well, fuck you. I'm right here. <laughs> and um, I, I was nervous to do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, like, I get it. But then at the same time, I feel like that could bite you in the ass really bad because um, our sport's so gnarly. Yeah. I mean, as, like, say UFC and stuff like that, the guys who have money, yeah, they flex it. But I think UFC is gnarly. But their training before it is only a stint yeah, for yeah. one fight. Yeah, yeah. It's like a We're six, maintaining week 31 weekends a year. Yeah. And we destroy our bodies. You know, we're doing blood work to make sure our bodies can sustain. When you're there and you're around those people, it is the truth that it is. It's not the best for you. Yeah. You know, yeah. you go out drinking and it's just, it's poison for your body. Bro, I won't drink at all these days because yeah. I don't want to fuck up my sleep because I wear my Garmin every single night and I look at that sleep score first thing when I wake up. Same. I'm old, bro. Yeah. I'm I'm like maybe drinking twice a year at this point, you know, but um, it's just, it, it, it's not a, it's not a lifestyle you can sustain, but it's a lifestyle that you can sell. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Yeah. I think I think Hayden's going to be the guy. I feel like I said to him at, at LA, I was mm-hmm. like, wait, if you win tonight, please go buy a sick watch. I was mm-hmm. like, your dunks are cool, but that shit's fucking lame. Okay, mm-hmm. like if you're actually collecting dunks and you think that you've got a collection, you don't. Mm-hmm. Get some watches. Yeah. <laughs> like get make some big boy moves, buy some dope watches. A, good investment, but B, that's way more of a flex than, than some shoes. So yeah. let's get you in line for a rollie as soon as you get this shit done. Shoes sometimes will, depending on the size, will have some upsell value though. But watches are cool. I don't have any watches. Uh, yeah, you never you never bought watches? Mm-mm. Never been into watches. Really? Mm-mm. I'd say like, yeah, for the most part, like homes and clothes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bought really big homes and spent some money on clothes. Yeah. But you wouldn't even notice it though. Yeah. Like the way I, the way, I don't think that like even the stuff that I wear, like you, even if you saw me walking through the pits, you wouldn't even, it's not, it's just the same stuff that I would always wear. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's honestly, and then a lot of, a lot, I spent a lot of money on just having fun. <laughs> yeah. Just experiences. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's, I don't even know if I would like to, like, sometimes I feel like you could do, like, a tell-all, mm. you know? But then I'm like, 
it's all like it's in the past yeah but i will say like right now i think um just even the just the lifestyle i live in everything like that i uh it's it's pretty fun yeah and you've earned it dude mm-hmm. that's my point to yeah. all of it you know like you could just never be mad at at least for me like i had some i had, I, I won't say who it was i had someone that sent me a message that was reacting to the situation with you and jet and mm-hmm. then they mentioned the it was like the perfect season got people pissed off and this and this and then and the rolls royce and i was like look if you're fucking hating on someone for something they bought with money they earned mm-hmm. you're a fucking loser yeah <laughs> you're a loser and that sucks to, for maybe someone to hear that but like you should actually look at yourself in the mirror and be like that dude worked his fucking ass off for his entire life to buy that thing. That's his money. Mm-hmm. He earned it. No one gave it to him. Buy what you want and own it. Because I was actually, I was listening to a thing with Israel Adesanya. He bought a McLaren after he won his first title fight. Mm-hmm. And he was driving, he drove it to the gym one day. And one of the people in his camp, like, literally made a shitty comment about the McLaren. Mm-hmm. And he was like, that twisted me up worse than anything I've ever been mm. through. Like comment was on the internet, media, journal, anything. He said like that comment there fucked me up. And he mm. said he didn't drive it for like three months. I'm mm. like, that is heartbreaking, you know, because yeah. it's like you, you bleed for shit. And sometimes like, like the fuck my watch, man. It was like, mm-hmm. I was in Melbourne. There was a fucking Rolex store right across the road. I knew it was a two year wait. I was broke as fuck. And I was like, I'm giving myself to you. And it's, a, mm. it's, not a, it's not a big deal. But like that to me, like it meant something. I worked for it. The guy called me and I had like <laughs> just <laughs> enough in there. I thought I was going to basically have to like tell this dude like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't yeah. afford it. I ended up making it happen. But it was mm-hmm. like, that was a fucking big deal, you know. And it's like it to is. have any kind of feelings go the like in a negative way because of that like that fucking sucks like when you you work for that shit Mm -hmm. yeah i agree it's uh dude it's just it's a tough thing just like um i would say just in society right now is if you do flex it you feel like people are gonna feel bad about themselves or whatever but you for me everything that i have no one's given up as much as me Mm. You know what I'm saying? In the in the grand scheme of things, like, yeah, maybe I went there and I was an idiot for a little bit. But when I was there, I was still up at five in the morning mm. training. You know, it's not like I was not doing what I needed to do. Yeah, I was doing having fun. But like, there's not a day that went by that I woke up with the purpose of not trying to be better at what I do. Mm. You know, and I, I know for every kid that is racing right now, they're everyone's given up everything that they have and they've done it since they were seven years old yeah so anything that any anything that they want to buy with their money or whatever that's up to them those every fucker i race has worked hard for what they got yeah so it's uh a lot of people say that we're spoiled you know and i always i'm like dude i hate to say this you couldn't live a day in my shoes you couldn't (laughs) yeah like the mental the mental capacity that it takes to do what we do like sometimes i come home and um 
my wife's trying to have a conversation with me and I'm, I'm trying so hard to get out of my problem solving brain when I'm at the track, Yeah, you know, and it's so unfair to her and people don't see that, Mm. you know, they don't see actually the mental strain that we go through on a everyday basis. And I know like all those kids that are coming up, it's it's getting worse now because you got so many opinions from everywhere. Mm. So you're adding all of this. Dude, when I went pro, you didn't have social media. I thought Instagram was a photo editing app. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only reason I downloaded it. <laughs> yeah. You know? You were trying to just chuck some sepia on that uh, shit. Yeah, I was trying to just throw up the contrast a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's that, that I didn't start. And I would say about like 2020, 2019 is when it got toxic. Mm. And I say right now for a kid coming up, making mistakes like Jet, letting their character break, it's tough on them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. You know? I, I completely agree. And it's like it's, it's one of those things that it sort of is – it is like an ego death you kind of go through in a sense. Like I've had a couple doing this. Yeah. Like heavy mm-hmm. where I would just had the. You delete your Instagram app? I've never done that. Oh, I've, uh, the, uh, I've never deleted my account. I delete my Instagram No, you don't app. delete your account. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's crazy. No, no, no. The, the app goes a lot of times. But uh, yeah, just some comments hit. And mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, they're right. Yeah, I know. Like, they're fully right. They fully nailed it. And mm-hmm. you just get, you have to stare yourself in the face and be completely honest with how much of a fucking loser you were <laughs> in that know. moment, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, that's, Jet would be having that week of just looking at himself through the lens of fucking 5,000 people that commented. Mm-hmm. And, but it's like a blessing and a curse in a sense because like you get to adjust in real time. Like you, if you take it on the mm-hmm. right way, like like someone might have been listening to this that when I said, if you think like that, you're a loser. Yeah. They just might not have ever had the perspective. Like you could see that as a, a negative and make it feel bad about themselves. Mm-hmm. But on the exact same side of the opposite side of that coin you can go like, damn, I could have that too. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be, in my case, I was never going to be a professional motocross ra- racer, mm-hmm. but I can be inspired by those people to work my fucking ass off every single day and I can find my thing and I can get my bag and I can reach my potential. There's a, in, for every negative feeling that you, you could d- have, it's, there's a flip side positive if you're willing to find it. It's just, to be honest, everything's in your head mm. and you determine your future with, I think, your thoughts. Yeah. And um, I think a a big hard thing in our sport is um, a lot of people feel like some guys have opportunities Mm -hmm. that is unfair. And they're like, well, if I had that opportunity, I'd do that. I'm like, you got to change your mindset from that. That's so true. You can't do that. Like, to be honest, I've had every tool to be multiple time champion. I just haven't been able to bring it out of myself. And I was only able to do it once so far, you know? But that doesn't mean that because this person had this, that they were able to do it easier. They were just better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were just better. Yeah. And, but I'm sitting here. I know I have two legs, two arms, my brain's <laughs> somewhat intact. 
And I know that I still have it in me to ride as fast as those guys. And if I can do that and I figure out how to put it together, I could still be a champion, you know? And I, if you're qualifying P1, you have it. Yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying, you know? And and people just need to change the way they think about it. And I understand, like, say, even, like, Danger Boy, people say because of his dad and stuff like that. <laughs> it's just annoying. I'm like, that kid is gritty. Bro, he's a psycho. He he is. Yeah. In, the, is. Best, in the way you need to be a psycho, that kid's a psycho. He's going to get what he wants. And sometimes maybe his mentality bites him in the ass. But for the most part, when it bites him in the ass and he comes back digging even harder, that is something that no one else has. Mm. You know, it's just something no one else has. And even the people that are complaining about him, sorry, you don't have that. Yeah. He has that. Yeah. Maybe his upbringing or the way his dad raised him, maybe it helped a little bit, but it's not the things that his dad gave him. Yeah, no, for sure. Not at all. Because again, there's two sides to every coin. Yeah. That kid that is out there being an absolute psychopath right now Mm -hmm. is the exact same. He could have just as easily been a lazy piece of shit. Brian's going to love his kid no matter what, whether he wants to try. He's still got bread. Yeah. He's (laughs) like, I don't, if he didn't want to do shit, he didn't have to do shit. He could be playing Fortnite, buying shoes online Mm -hmm. and fucking Snapchatting chicks all day long. And he would have a really great life with everything paid for him. But instead, he gets up and he puts on his running shoes and he grinds it out, Mm -hmm. you know? And even like Brian said, it's one of the best things that's ever been said on the podcast is like, well, if your dad wasn't such a fucking pussy, you could have all this shit too. (laughs) (laughs) That dude bled for it. Mm -hmm. He did crazy shit to get what he has. And you just can't hate on any of it. You can not agree with their approach to things. You could Mm -hmm. not want to have a camera around you your entire life. Like, that's all fine. 100%. But you could never take away the shit that they did to get what they got. Mm -hmm. And Hayden falls square in that category too, you know? 100 percent it's it's just is what it is and i think people like that bother me because i'm like your mindset's whack (laughs) whack (laughs) (laughs) and like there's probably dudes on the start line heavily affected by that shit i just don't have enough time to go around to these instagram armies and just comment whack whack (laughs) whack (laughs) dude that's what when i saw faulkner shit on your post i just i commented i wrote how did you wind up taking the biggest L out of this situation? <laughs> I know, bro. I was like, guy. I'm like, dude, come on. We can't be doing that. I know. But, uh, yeah. I think Deegan could be the kid that that does the, I think, well, Jet's flexing, but I feel like Deegan could really, like, he won't give a fuck. He, have you have you ever been to their house in Temecula? A long time ago. Mm-hmm. That's where that kid grew up. Mm-hmm. Like his life was a flex from day one. He ain't going to feel bad about that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... To be honest, the hard part is they got to stay with doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They got to flex. And if they're going to start hanging out with people, they got to understand that that's not their life, but they can hang out with them mm. and not do what they're doing, but still just hang out with them and be there. Yeah. Is that the lessons you learned in LA? What? <laughs> <you> what? Got, <laughs> that you can be around the people, but you, can, but you can't do what the people are doing. Yeah. I've been, yeah. In, that, I've been in those situations. Yep. It is. It is. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I made it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just it, it, you're a young kid. You don't get to do those opportunities because you're busy grinding, figuring out what you want to do, and then you get put in those situations and. You know, it's a sink or swim thing because it could easily be very toxic or you can flex it. You yeah. can make more money yeah, and figure out how to use it to your advantage. And I think that's what um, will separate, you know, top dogs, you know, especially in media, marketing, all that stuff. You know, I think that's um, something that'll keep them making some bread that's for sure yeah making some money yeah who uh, who else do you see like do we have anyone coming up like other than digs and jet like do you think it's gonna in the next like let's say five years it's just gonna be those two those two boys or do you see anyone else because it's hard to have superstars man it's tough because it's, so it's, hard. it's because um i think that the style of people that are like in those circles are not what we breed mm. you know it's it's tough danger boy grew up in temecula he's bred that way yeah he is jet he just i think he has missed opportunities if i'm being honest in you know? what in what way just um i think in in the sense of like i i think that they are going to stay very core in their yeah, circle you yeah, know yeah i think they're going to stay very core in their circle and i think that the only people that he's ever going to be around is red bull athletes yeah you know he might be around you know max verstappen yeah max is playing fucking sim on his plane <laughs> yeah but that's that's their their circle yeah you know i don't think it's gonna ch marquez you yeah. know what i'm saying like that's like that's as far as they're going to go outside their circle. Honda athletes and Red Bull athletes. Yeah. I think Danger Boy is going to be a person who's like popping out and doing like, <laughs> it might be, you know, it, it'd be funny if he got in trouble. Yeah. It would be. He could handle it too. You know, like I think yeah. that there's definitely too, there's like personality types that can handle certain things. Mm -hmm. And there's some like, just dude, I'm a fucking stan of Hayden. And mm -hmm. I'll just say it like just the not even the right, just like the way he carries himself, you know, like there's just a certain energy. There's a certain like cockiness. Yeah. But you know, when people are like cocky as fuck, but they're very genuine. Mm -hmm. Like you can, <laughs> it's not like they're trying to be cocky. Yeah. They're just that motherfucker. Mm -hmm. He's kind of that guy. So I feel like you could throw anything at that kid and he's bouncing back from it. Like he could get in trouble and be cool. I, th I think he could. Just get caught with a bag in his pocket or something. <laughs> <laughs> I might cut that bit out. <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I'm like, that type of stuff would be funny. That would end him, that one. But if he got caught, like, I don't know if this could go in there, but like, I hate to say it, but like a DUI. Yeah. Like a funny one. <laughs> funny DUI. you know what i'm saying like there's this video of marshawn lynch where he's like drunk in his car and the cop tells him to get out and he's just fucked up and he's like funny though and marshawn lynch bounced back you know what i'm saying yeah. antonio brown bounced back but he's just fucked it up way too much now oh yeah he went way deep but that's the stuff toby fucked up mike tyson they fucked it all up but they bounced back but our sport wouldn't allow them to bounce back yeah, but I, I mean, I think about this, right? Like, 
let's say I said some fucked up shit mm-hmm. and got cancelled. Mm-hmm. I can unlock that door and I can sit here across from someone else and I can talk and then I can put it on the end. Like, what is it? What is it? What is getting cancelled? What What stops you from coming back? Like, is there anything that stops you from coming back? I don't. I, I think you can keep posting YouTube videos. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think you can keep posting YouTube videos. Um, yeah, I don't know. No one in our sports gotten canceled yet. No, I mean, J-Law. He's not cancelable. But he's still, that. like, he could come back. Yeah, I mean. He's weirdly diplomatic. <laughs> he is. <laughs> like, in his in his arguments and stuff like that, like, it's it's weird to me, like, sometimes how, like, he will be kind of the voice of reason. And you're like... <laughs> Uh, you would think that's not him, but it's kind of him, and it's kind of like you understand like it, you know. <laughs> but you're like, okay, you're not. You're a wild card, but you're diplomatic, but you're not talking to people, but you're witty, speaking on everything, <laughs> speaking on everything, but like very witty with it, Ugh. you know. Oh, he's a smart motherfucker. The craziest are the smartest. Has have you been around him much? Just when I was younger, like I would, I would see him here and there, but I don't know, I don't know Jason like at, at all, yeah. you know. Um, he, he will hit me up on Instagram randomly, but I, uh, I'm not the best at replying on Instagram or anything like that. So, um, but I've always thought he was cool. I always like supported his what his style and yeah. what he brought. Yeah. Um, and he was that. Yeah. But we're talking about yeah. But Dude, and he was a star, bro, a star. I just don't think it was sustainable. Yeah, he was. He, he was like really living it. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, but it, he wasn't living it in the sense of like buying nice things or buying no, no, cars. No, 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 no. He was going fucking hard. Yeah, he like was. he was going hard as mm-hmm. it gets. Yeah, and it's like that's not sustainable. Partying every now and again, mm-hmm. fucking some runway chicks and posting about it, or getting a DUI, falling asleep at a steering wheel in your driveway. Like, yeah, you know, there, there's definitely it. Could, it could creates a, mm-hmm. you know, it it creates like a redemption arc too. Yeah, you know, like, and people people will hate you in the moment that it happens, but they're gonna cheer for you when you turn your life back around because everyone can relate. Like, everyone's fucked up in their life. Like, not a lot of people just fuck up on the scale and on camera. The hard part is we have to project that we have a perfect life all the time. Mm. You, you have to project that you have everything together. Mm. You have to, um, because as soon as you don't project that, it's like, a, it's a risk of investment for your sponsors. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that is a bad look. And then next thing you know, everyone in the team is talking about like, yeah, like he's like maybe focusing on the wrong things or things like that. So it's um, it's hard to maintain both. And uh, so we have to act like we have a perfect life. Do you think no one's perfect, though? No, we all got shit going on and we all have demons that we fight and we all deep down inside want to fuck off. (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah. we do, and but we're we're not allowed to, so that's where um it's it's kind of tough. And do you ever think about your competitors in that sense? Like, because I think from the outside looking in, 
people would think like you don't want to give anything away to your competitors like how so like show vulnerability or show like the not perfect life i think a lot of people on the outside would be like oh yeah but he would never want chase sexton to know that he's had a bad day but like i just don't know that that really crosses your mind as much as it's like the sponsors and like the people paying the bills essentially like that's the people who you care about the people i raise i don't care what they think by any means but the i think pe- people think you would though like oh, i wouldn't want to give him any the people paying my bills though i respect them i do um and i think that's why they respect me mm. you know so yeah i don't want them to think uh that anything is i'm if i'm having a bad day there's a reason for it and i'll tell them the reason mm. you know if i'm having a bad day and i see chase or something and they annoy me i'll tell you tell them to fuck off <laughs> you know but i don't give a fuck what they think <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> well I, I genuinely think that that's the thing people think you guys are thinking about but i i don't ever see it and at the end of the day I just don't think that there's like, like the results on the weekend are almost already written. Like uh-huh. what's going to happen at A2 has might as well have already happened. Mm-hmm. You're you, he's him, he's him. Like the bikes, the, it doesn't factor in as mm-hmm. much as what I think people would think it does. Yeah, it's some, I mean, the beginning of this season is a little different than I expected it to be as far as even just the front runners. Mm. Like... I wouldn't have expected AP to win round three. You know, I wouldn't have expected the mud. <laughs> Twice. You know? Yeah. Um, so I I think when you have dry tracks, I think – I don't think people have me being second at Anaheim one. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, I think that uh, – I think it just – once you get to like round five, six, it is what it is. Yeah. It's written. Yeah. You have the guys that are it and the guys that aren't it. And I think when people think what we really care about, it's more internal and we're thinking about ourselves more than we're thinking about what anyone else is doing. And all of us, all of us, I guarantee you, are self-conscious. Mm. 100%. Yeah. And if you aren't, you're crazy. And the reason we're nervous is for failure. You know? But I think if you understand that that's just an emotion... It's just an emotion. It's not, it doesn't really mean anything, you know? So I think that what people think we think about is not anywhere close to what we think about. Mm. Sometimes we're scared. <laughs> it's the truth, you know? Like sometimes I think a lot of guys are scared. What, what do you think is the scariest thing? Um, failure? Failures before injury. Yeah. Injury is the worst. Injury second. Okay. Failures first. Yeah. Injury you don't give a fuck about until it happens. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, failure... Is always on your mind. Hurts your ego. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but then you get older and you do get this understanding and you have enough data that shows that as long as you keep pushing and you keep working hard, that success will come because luckily I'm a person of talent that has always had success breakthrough. Mm-hmm. because of hard work so i've never stressed it yeah so i've stressed failure on that night but i know one out of or out of four rounds i'm a podium one of them 
Mm. You know, and I know that I'm confident that that's me, you know, and I'm confident that I'm going to qualify P1 a certain amount of nights and I'm going to have tracks where I'm definitely going to be fighting for a win, you know, and I know that if I keep working hard some seasons, I'm going to be on a on a on a sick one <laughs> and I'm going to be able to like knock off some wins. Yeah. And I believe I'll be that person until I'm 33. Yeah. That's the number in my head. Yeah. But then even after that, I still want to keep racing, riding, yeah. and I don't want to stop. I think that I've been thinking about this more and more lately, right? Because as far as my life goes, I'm about as objectively happy as I think I could be. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm, I don't want anything right now, which is that's a weird place to be in life in a sense. But in those moments where I'm living a life that I love and I don't necessarily want anything, I'm not happy all the time. Like you just, you, I'll be just sitting, inter- and internally, I'm, I'm not just like this happy-go-lucky, you know. And then you can like, you can let the. It's those in-between moments in your life that, like, that's where the internal, the doubt, the self-consciousness, all that shit comes in. But it's like literally going back to what you said of just like, there's a process. Like I have been this guy. I've, I've I have these patterns over this time scale. And it's like the most cliche thing to say, but it's like you just trust the process. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and then if you can catch yourself in those moments of doubt and those moments of insecurity and like pull back and do exactly what you said, like that, I love the way you said that. It's like, I'm going to podium one of one out of four races. This, historically, this has happened. It's data. You know, and it's like if, if you can catch yourself in the moment, whenever that shit, even when you're living the fucking best version of your life that you've ever lived. It's not It's not guaranteed that you're never going to have those thoughts or you're not going to have to deal with that mm-hmm. shit. But it's like, it's going to the data, like you said, that can kind of bring you out of that. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'm big on that. And I think that's a big reason that I feel like I'm a big asset to a lot of these brands is because I feel like as far as data goes, I'm actually fucking very, that's all I think about. <laughs> It really is. And sometimes it's to a fault. Yeah. You know, Um, I don't think sometimes I adapt as quick as other writers. But if I see someone do something on a video, I'll do it right away. Mm. It's not even a hard thing for me to do. Um, That's where I have to see to do sometimes. Yeah. And it's pretty simple for me to do. If I see someone hit a quad, I'll do it next lap. (laughs) It's not even like. Well, dude, LA was a perfect example. Yeah, I did the same thing there. I yeah. saw someone do it and I yeah. did it. Yeah. Fuck that jump though. <laughs> <laughs> really? I, you just, in your head, you think of the error. Yeah. But, um, but like, like you talk about like being like happy in life, you know, it's, it's crazy because like when you're in the moments of going through a lot of the stuff that we go through, like on race day and stuff like that, you're not happy, No. but you need it for fulfillment. And my happiest days are Sundays. And to have my Sundays be as happy as they are, I need the stress on Saturdays. Mm. And, that, and that seems weird. No, yeah, yeah. And it almost makes that peaceful Sunday be that much better. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. like, whenever I'm on Sunday, I like to wake up, cruise, we go get coffee, we go grab breakfast, we come home, fuck around, hang out, do whatever we do. Maybe <laughs> just get the munchies just chill and watch the tv <laughs> or 
you know, we get dinner plans, and then I feel like when I wake up on Monday morning, the chaos starts again. Yeah, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I always think there's something in that in life. It's like, mm-hmm. how good does your bed feel when you have the shittiest flying day? It's 24 hours. You're supposed to be home like 12 hours ago. But when you get in bed, Ugh. how good do you sleep? Orgasmic. And everything. Like, it's insane. <laughs> yeah. And I think you need... I think you need that to have those moments. Yeah. You know? And then I think you also need the shitty nights to appreciate what the good nights are. Yeah. Lucky for me, I've had good nights to give me the data that I know the all the shitty nights that I'm going through that I could keep striving. That's so true. I could keep striving and I know that it's going to come out the other side. And in our sport, not many people have that. Yeah. And I'm one of those guys that's been able to have it for 15 years. Yeah. And that's that's a good feeling, but I still am greedy and want more, you know? But it's just, yeah. I think there was something that I, I, I started feeling a few years ago where the thing to chase in your life is, is like relief. Mm-hmm. I think relief is the thing that you think you're getting with happiness. Like you think you're happy, but you're relieved. Like Mm -hmm. I bet when you won your championship, you just felt the fucking weight of the world lift off your shoulders. You were just like, oh, it's done. Yeah, That's what people want. People want the relief. And the relief that you get is directly proportionate to... The, the risk that you'll take on or the task that you'll take on. Like how big, how accountable can mm. you be to this goal or to this person or to this marriage or to like whatever, like how much accountability and responsibility you're going to take on. Mm. And when you're a 450 rider that's going against the best dudes in the world to win the championship, like you have to do so much. But what does that come with? Oh. Relief when it's done. But that weight on your shoulders is something that our generation has been able to adapt to and handle it more. Mm. And I don't think that, I think that that weight is something that like RV or those guys got to a point to where it kind of broke them. Even though they were winning, Mm. they couldn't, they couldn't stand the fact of that weight Mm. a lot, you know? And sometimes I think you have to, I don't even know how you get through it because I'd say my most miserable years were 26, 27, 28. Mm. Easy for my career. I hated it. And which years? Ages 26, 27. ages. Yeah. 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 I didn't, I hated it. I think you, dude, honestly though, like I think your brain changes at like 29, 30. Like I think you just change as a person. Yeah. The, I, I I don't – I think my life changed a little bit. Um, I think I met my wife. Um, and, yeah, I, I do think your brain changes, you know. Um, but, again, that's probably with more data though too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it's um, – y- you start – when you get older, I think you make things more simple, mm. you know, um, and you learn to take the bad days way less bad, mm. you know, like 
in San Francisco had the, had a terrible night. Went over the bars in the first corner. <laughs> that was hectic. It was insane, dude. <laughs> I didn't even know what the I didn't even know what the fuck happened. But then after the race, I just I've worked with Brock, but I have a new guy that's helping me out. His name's uh, John Wessling. Yeah. Um, and he was tripping because like after the race, we just went and like hung out at the like hotel lobby, just chilled. But I have stopped carrying that weight on my shoulders after that. And he has only worked with guys that have carried that weight on their shoulders mm. nonstop, yeah. you know? And I'm not, I haven't always been like that, Yeah, you know? But I think as I get older, what can you do? Yeah. What yeah, can it's you, done. it's done. Yeah. You know, you know, I'm chilling with my daughter, my wife, homies. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you got. Yeah. In that moment. The race don't fucking matter. The chicken wings do. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, it's paradoxical in the sense that you give that vibe that it's done. It sends the opposite message. Like you don't give a fuck. Yeah. And so. But I do. I look at, so Christian Craig, I've said it before, so I like feel fine to say it again now. But like, I look at Christian Craig and like even talking to him, doing the podcast, like watching his vlogs, like all that shit. I'm like, bro. You're trying to send the message that you care that you suck tonight. And it's this cycle that you then start like, it's like thinking and feeling and thinking and feeling and and you just, you end up being on the ride and it's like, you're, you're projecting this upset, pissed off. I'm so disappointed. I'm so sorry, God. I know I got Mm -hmm. to, and it's like, you're doing that to show that you care. You don't have to. But yeah like it's all good like you're at, and it, it there's like i think about everything in life is like what's the point of diminishing returns where does caring start to do the opposite to what i want it to do well like you said like you um what you think we care about other writers opinions when you care about like your bosses you know um i care about my results but if they're bad you know i do um, but I have been in a place to where you, it's almost, I've seen people have an act. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You know, to where they're like, like, it's almost like they got to sell themselves and it's not true, honest feeling. Mm. And I've been miserable after the race because it's true, honest feeling and it's actually miserable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and then... Let's just say when I was working with Bobby, I was too honest mm. to a, to a fault to where like sometimes if I didn't give a fuck, I actually didn't give a fuck. You know, <laughs> I'd get 13th and I didn't give a fuck, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. and he would almost he'd be like frustrated. Like, why don't you give a fuck? Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I just don't. <laughs> I feel like he'll respect you forever for that, though. It's just ups and downs that he yeah. saw me go through, you yeah. know, like on what I actually cared about in life at that time. And it wasn't that night. Yeah. It wasn't. But I'd be on the podium within four rounds. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, just hold that thought, bro. Just give yeah, me a few but, more weekends. But at that time, it wasn't okay to be on the podium once every then, you yeah. know? Yeah. It was, it was, you know, and it's not okay right now. You know, 
I just know that if I am going through a hard time, that that is. And sometimes there's stuff that's out of your control that is a hard time too. Yeah. You know? like, mm-hmm. It's not like it's always your decision to be going mm-hmm. through some shit. Like right now, if I'm not on the podium, I don't see the night as a success. Yeah. But I'm not going to carry the weight on my shoulders. Yeah. And that's how I am every single time I go out and race. Yeah. Um. So... It's not like I'm like a one out of four races. Like yeah, yeah. as long as one of them hits, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to be on the, on the podium every weekend. You know, I feel like I'm capable of doing that. Well, and yeah, like the other. Yeah. Like you, you can be like yeah. you're one of those guys. Yeah. I've had multiple years where I've had streaks like that, you know. Um, but some of those years when I really didn't care, you know, and I was like, as long as it's like one out of four, I'd be cool with it. Yeah. That was tough for him to see because he saw me going from not being okay with it to being okay with it. Yeah. And then I've, I've brought it back around and I've found like some sort of different love for what I do Yeah. in that sense to want to be, be there every single weekend. Yeah. But well, also it's, it's understand just for the, like the right reasons now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say it's for the right reasons. I think before I really like wanted the success to under see if I really loved the success. Yeah. I think, when I was wanting to win a West Coast championship, I really wanted to feel if I, it was hard on me, but I really wanted to feel like if, see if I enjoyed the attention of being the guy. I, mm. I wanted to see if I liked it. And I didn't necessarily like it, but then I was like, well, next level, let's see if we like the next level. Mm. And then I wanted to see if I liked it and I felt more empty than anything, you know? So then. Then after that, I I was like, it was years of being with Bobby to where it was like, my honest emotion was like, I'm here doing what my contract says is to race, you know? And that was, it was, I felt bad for him in that sense because he saw me, you know, be so motivated and be so driven to doing the work, but kind of going through the motions Mm. a little bit. But now I'm so much different, you know? But it's almost like I've <laughs> like recovered from trauma. <laughs> Dude, for sure. Like it is fucking traumatic. Yeah. Like the stuff that you guys have to go through. And I mean, the press conference at Anaheim, you know, when you were saying like, yeah, the bike was I was struggling with the bike. I had a kid, I had a wife, I had like all this new shit going on. And it's like, mm-hmm. do I want to die today in the whoops in fucking corona? Yeah. <laughs> like no. <laughs> I can't put that stress on her. That's how it was, you know? But I still had to do my job. So I had to add like these like like an angel and a devil on your shoulders, like send the whoops. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let off, your wife's pregnant. You know? Like, <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed to like those are just normal human thoughts. Yeah, yeah. And I will say, even last year for how terrible it went, I applied myself every single day. You yeah. know? Even I broke my neck at Nashville. I did two thirties on Tuesday and my, and then I realized that it was, I was, it was hurting. And then I went to the hospital and that's what happened, you know, but like, that's like, I was that's still out in it. You were. Yeah. Even though I w- I was having a hard time just because I had so much, my mental capacity was completely full. Yeah. It's, it was, it was tough, you know? And then it was just, a life-changing experience that was amazing on one end and super tough on the other end. Yeah. I mean, having my daughter on a Thursday and then having two hours of sleep, hopping on a plane, and it's just, 
it's an emotional oh bro draining thing that you, you would have felt empty uh, yeah and i felt very guilty leaving um and i had to go do a job it's just it's just tough yeah yeah what do you learn from that year though that my second kid is going to be born in September, October, November, or December. <laughs> <laughs> we fucking in Feb. <laughs> so that's that's one thing I learned. To be honest, I learned basically like like I was saying like obviously I had to erase my my daughter was being born. It was mental. It was just tough on me more so than anything. And I think. One thing I learned is for the first time in my life that my family was first before my career. Yeah. That was probably it. And I think over the years, even just like my family from my side has definitely understood that this is all. Yeah. You know, and they're cool with it because I was following my dream. Yeah. Yeah. But. With that situation, for sure, I think that's what I'm the biggest thing I learned. Yeah, you know, is that when worst comes to worst, that's that's a hundred year plan, mm. you know, not the <laughs> 35 year plan. Yeah, yeah, so. it's funny. I was talking to a friend the other day, he's a racer, and we were talking like he's had uh, some tough years. And he's like going through this process now. And, and I was like, you know, mm. how's it all going? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, man, I'm fucking loving it. Like I found the love. I found the groove. I'm like, I'm in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, it's sick the position you're in right now because you've got this free pass to just be like the most selfish person. Mm-hmm. Like everyone backs you. Your parents, wife, everyone's just like, dude, mm-hmm. it's you. This is about you. Like do your thing. Like this is this is your time. Yeah. And it's like, I think when you were talking about sometimes like a guy like RV or Dunge or whatever, like they don't know, they don't have that perspective in the moment that it's like there's only, you've got this free pass to be the world's most selfish person and people are going to like celebrate your selfishness. You can come off the track and tell everyone, fuck you and they'll (laughs) smile at you. (laughs) Yeah, and everyone's going to be. That's not a lie. Yeah. (laughs) No, if you win, you can go up to everyone and just be like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) And then they'll be like, good job. <laughs> like, cool, man. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. But that, like, I'm, you go through the change of you have a daughter and that's just ain't how it is. Like, you have to be a different, you have to go into a completely different mode for that person. Yeah. I think that that was a thought that I had, but not an actual realization that that was reality. Mm. Does that make sense? And then when you feel it, that, you that your body and your brain is like nah like you're stressed about them while you're writing like that's that's the thing and the hardest part is we still have to be selfish even though i'm still racing and stuff like that yeah is just making that making my wife feel it you know that she is kind of like important yeah 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 and because, like I said, sometimes I come home and I'm having a conversation and, and I'm thinking about <laughs> data. <laughs> yeah, I feel you know? that. Yeah. And, and she'll be talking and then she'll be like <laughs> waiting for my reply. And I'll be like, 
Then I'll be scrambling. I'll be like, yeah, what the John fuck? Trying to fake I do the same shit, bro. <laughs> and my mind's just like, uh, yeah, that, was, that looks great. <laughs> but I do. She is number one, you know? But I'm like, those times, she's like, you fucking dickhead, dude. Yeah. You know? And it's got to be frustrating, you know? Yeah. So. Um, and that's where I think, though, like, that's where picking the right person comes into play Mm -hmm. you know to have a person that can understand like it yeah they're all everyone's gonna get shitty in the moment but like as soon as you zoom out big picture Mm -hmm. they're like fuck i get it you know yeah so that's it's kind of it's funny but it's serious but it's just you know it's it's just reality Mm. i guess being married (laughs) (laughs) i do it honestly i watch have you ever seen this is 40 the The, movie the movie oh who's in it um jude apatow is the director but it's um fuck. i feel like i've seen it. you know knocked up have you seen yeah, knocked yeah, up? Yeah, you know yeah. the family that's in knocked up that yeah. the girl uh katherine heigl lives with yeah yeah it's yeah. like them the yeah. whole family but this is 40 yeah they're coming out with one this is 50 but like when i watch this is 40 i'm like that's I my it. that's i get it now <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny to me but it's uh yeah it's just yeah, growing up and, and going through what I've gone through and then being where I'm at right now. Next thing you know, I'm going to have a family. I'm going to have a daughter. Um, I'm going to hopefully have a second kid. And that's going to be, I think, that part of my life for myself is some people's reality. It's going to be a very serious, you know, like I got to have a job to get through to make money for my family and support them to go to school. And for me... I did the groundwork. Yeah. And now this shit's going to be funny. (laughs) (laughs) And that's honestly, like, I always think of a YouTube channel. My YouTube channel starting when my daughter's like four or five and that shit's going to be funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I can't wait for. It's going to be, that's, that, those are the times that I'm like when I retire that I think is going to be, I think, uh. Yeah, I think my my social media might pop off a little more. <laughs> Dude, I'm here for it. Yeah, right? I know. So it's gonna it's gonna be cool. Like I I even think like when I'm done and I want to like go make videos or do something like with that, um, I'm hoping that I could always talk my daughter into like filming it for me. You know, like even if we go, I, even if okay, I ride Kawasaki, but electric vibes coming out, and I'm like, if we go behind the house, I'll be like, I'll be like, Siggy, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Film daddy B. <laughs> or even like, dude, she's growing up and we'll be like a little cooking channel with her, like do whipping up some like cra- like really nice mac and cheese or like something like that, you know? Um, I think it'd be fun to do like videos like that and make content around stuff like that. It'd be fun. Yeah, cause you're you're a dude that I think it's one of the reasons why a lot of people gravitate towards you is like even without saying it, I think people just get it that you're like a you're like a product of the internet. Like, you know what I mean? Like we grew up, we grew up with like the pure internet before social media. Yeah, with the MySpace top eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we at Napster, like yeah. just the hustle to get Lime music wire. on LimeWire. Yeah. yeah, dude, for sure. Like just watching the back of a crusty demons or steel roots video, pausing the thing, writing down the stuff. Like we're, mm. we're all kids of that generation, you know? Like, and I feel it's such a, like a box to, yeah. You know, you had like before that, which was our parents and like, you know, 
dudes in their 40s and 50s they don't now. get it <laughs> yeah then we had that and then you have the tiktok generation mm. so like we fit squarely in this awesome era of the internet i believe our era has um the most flavor for sure um and i know i'm in it so i i'm probably a little biased. biased yeah but um that's what i think sometimes misses from our sport is uh flavor yeah um i think it's a w- weird way to put it but i'm i'm like the 90s was so cool because they had so much freedom you know they could run whatever painted helmets they wanted now we're in an era of like very which trust me i made million dollars off of this era yeah running an energy drink sponsor yeah it's perfectly okay with me but it takes away from the flavor yeah it does yeah you know um and i think uh sometimes it just is like try to be cool Mm. it's not just cool. just not just be cool yeah just be cool (laughs) yeah yeah no i get it so that's um that's where i think we're at right now it's a lot of trying yeah and i think it needs to go back to like just be you yeah because if you think about it in the 90s or even early 2000s and stuff like that i think people were just them yeah you know and now it's like when you watch a vlog or something that's what I, I really hated it sometimes being on camera because I feel like I put on oh, a character and yeah. I hear my voice change and then it drives me nuts in my head. And I wish that I was sometimes more comfortable just being me because being when I see people just be them, it is one of the best people I think that I've ever met that can be on camera and be themselves all the time is Dean. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. He is. Yeah. He's a person that a fan can come up to and feel automatically engaged. Yeah. Off the rip because he's him. Yeah. And for me, it takes two, maybe like one to two days to really hang out with me to be able to get to know me. Yeah. And me give you what is like... (laughs) like funny (laughs) you know like an enjoyable person you know and at the beginning it's like it's like a script it's like small talk and stuff like that so um but i think if our sport could figure out how to bring that out of people and be able to do that even with like gear and everything like that it would be it would be cooler yeah yeah and i i think it's all about the examples you know like if you look at who who did you look up to it was ricky it was Chad, it was James, you know, in terms of like, maybe not look up to, but who were the role models in the sport? Like who were the dudes that you then had to like replace? And it's just, it it got, it got watered down and then it was like, everyone was saying the same thing. And then it's like that then becomes the expectation and then it becomes the culture, mm-hmm. you know, like, and culture is so underrated. Like, Mm -hmm. all of this is all, like, this cultural thing. And Mm -hmm. you want to say, like, this is Moto. This is the demographic. This is the – it's, like, over time, it's just, like, clay that's been molded. And and it's, like, it can be remolded, but it just – That's what I'm saying. It's, like, a slow process, and you need certain people to start doing it. I don't think people need to grow the sport. Mm. I think it needs to be changed to then attract – more other demographics and i think people that are in it need to be very open-minded and 
the thing is, is people making the money, why would they change it? Yeah. You know, they're making enough money, you know? So that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you're right. I think the clay needs to be remolded with the same clay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. But remolded. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's funny, like, uh, after the pot, I've... I like talked at RV for like mm-hmm. 10 minutes like just this is why this is it and he was like huh I'm like yeah there's no incentive mm-hmm. like there's what there's no incentive for it to change everyone that's making money is making money like the people at the top are gonna they just want to keep it's like a system a mm-hmm. system's goal is just to stay being a system even you look at politics republican democrat who gives a fuck as long as it stays the same we'll win this year you'll win the four years time then four years who gives a fuck as long as it stays we've all figured out how to make our clip Mm -hmm. as long as it stays the way it is then we're all good but even for me like not to be even if i helped change it I'm not even going to reap the benefits of it, mm. you know? So I'm like, cool. Like, <laughs> have fun. You're welcome. <laughs> so I'm like, for me, there's no reason to, besides just being, I guess, passionate about it. Like I make good money, but to make it changed for them to make more money, I got, there's no, I didn't get nothing out of it. Yeah. You know? Um, so that's a hard thing for me. Cause I and then you've got to like, change the strategy which can put the money that you make it now at risk yes so then it's like well i'm kind of i'm in a pretty hard spot here i like making millions of dollars every year mm-hmm. and i want to kind of make millions for the next few years at least so you kind of can't upset the apple cart exactly so uh, and to be honest <laughs> i'm homies with them too though you know what i'm saying and i'm homies with the people that don't want to change it yeah you know and the people that are working for the companies that don't want to change it because sometimes you break down those people in real life. They're pretty fucking funny. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they really are. Yeah. Once you get past the, like, the, you know, I do this for a job, so I have to be serious vibe. And you get into the, like, you want to go to Chili's? <laughs> <laughs> then they're funny. <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, that's, that's the part that I also understand is they're real people, too, that are pretty funny. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I wish I could do some cool stuff. And I think I will be able to. We'll yeah, see. I think as as it goes a little bit longer, mm-hmm. and every career has an expiration date. And 100%. it's like you can, you'll know when you're getting close to the end, maybe you can take some risks. Maybe you can, you know, step a little bit outside the box or mm-hmm. remold the clay in the way that you'd want. and But I think no matter what, dude, like, you're going to leave a crazy mark on this sport. Like, I think you've already done so much for the current generation and the next yeah. generations because, you know, people see what you do, people see the style, and, you know, people love people love what you do. Stillfried.org. <laughs> .org. Hit me up. <laughs> well, uh, let's wrap this thing up. Yep. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely appreciate you as a dude, and I genuinely appreciate that you would like give me the opportunity to uh, chat. Mm-hmm. I know you don't talk to too many people, so we shoot the shit though. It's fun. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and for me, it's uh, having just talking is easier than how'd you do tonight? Yeah. So I had fun. Yeah, and you know that you always you're always welcome. Yeah. Yeah, like anytime. So mm-hmm. perfect. Pre- appreciate you, brother. Thank you. See you day two. Later. Thank you.
Thanks, Darlow. No stress.